The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You know what I mean? Happy Bank Holiday Monday and happy Chain Wrestling Monday back on a Monday after last back week's after last week's early show. Right, yeah, so yeah. It was nice though. Weird. Wasn't it? it was nice. It was weird. It was nice to have the show, but uh, I messaged you on the on the um, the the Monday. I felt lost because we weren't doing Chain Wrestling. Yeah. It was. Oh. Yeah, it was very, very weird. And then, obviously, uh, poor Scottish Danny, not being a football fan, he was uh, he had no to do on a Monday night, unfortunately. Yeah, but, poor Scottish Danny. We're back. We we're back. We are indeed. We are back from outer space and all that sort of nonsense. What was that song? You did that before, haven't you? What was that? That is The Prodigy, weren't it? No, no. It was the ladies all dancing around their handbags. Okay. I will survive. I thought that is. It were, yeah, that is right. Correct. It's weird. Weird is that a wrestling show has done that. Has mm. done. I will survive. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, you know, I will. Sometimes you needed to have that kind of attitude of I will survive to get through 1999 WCW Nitro. To be fair, that is that is very very true. Very very true. Look at that, mate. Levels, levels, and links. Levels and links again. It's almost like you've been podcasting before. Well, professional, mate. Absolutely professional. <laughs> and on that note, the clock says two minutes, 20 seconds, and we haven't even done the intro yet. We're that fucking professional. <laughs> Back on the wolf pack. 
Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live. Back on a Monday with Mags and Soy. A Radio Tucker's production, hand in hand with the SJP World Media Network. A little bit more about that shortly. Episode 90 of Chain Wrestling. Ten weeks from the big triple digits. Yes, I am Soy. And with me, as always, is the Mankind to my Cactus Jack. The Monday Night Raw to my Monday Night Nitro. Because I will fail early and he'll keep on going and make, make and be gloriously successful. <laughs> A podcaster who naturally always puts butts in seats. The Podfather himself. <laughs> Lord Mags, how are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, glad to be back on a Monday. Uh, like I said, it was very weird doing it on the Sunday last week, but it was different. It was fun. It was uh, casual and breezy. Um, yeah, glad to be back on a Monday, though. Yeah, and me, mate. And me. It's been good, mate. It's been good. <laughs> Sunday was lovely. It was a bit early as well. That, that's what three weeks. We were done by sort of ten past ten. And that was weird <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, it was. It was we, let's not change it round again too much. Uh, no. And the eight o'clock start just didn't work, and we went off the rails very quickly. Talk about crafties uh, and things yeah. like that. So it's like, really in a bit. What do you mean we? I edited that show, and it was just almost like Magsy's wanking podcast. It just ran <laughs> for two, two hours. You know? <laughs> Luckily, the audio version is is much better than the the video version when it comes to Magsy wanking. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to see it, but sadly, I can't edit out the noise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the shame. <laughs> the shame, the filthy shame, <laughs> the embarrassment and desperation. Um, <laughs> who's in the chat with us this week, my friend? Oh, Jesus, Webb. So we've had uh, Matt Willis, uh, early doors. He's uh, he's uh, actually making an appearance on Bang Bang, so ah, nice. kind, of being a, kind of being a traitor. Uh, not happy about that. Um, then Dan Griffin, it's non, not a Sunday night. I think I know what that means. Uh, recording a, free, a few UTT bits shortly, so we'll be a little bit late to the party. So again, Dan will be probably nipping in and out. Um, Cam, is it not Sunday? Uh, fecking bank holidays. Hello, Cam. How are you, sir? And there she comes, the first lady of the SJP World Media Network. Uh, it's Monday night. You know what that means. My glorious wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan saying I look shocked. I mean, when do I not look shocked? I'm, I'm generally shocked when Sar turns up with more than a minute to go. So that's probably Hang what on. that's about. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. Very rarely now am I turning up that late. This week, if, there was at least if, five minutes. There was at least... If, I'm not even t- taking a piss. There was at least five minutes. There was. Um, although we were late to start the countdown because we were we were chin-wagging. Yeah. 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 That's true. Prof- but that's professional. More, that's more a you thing than a me thing, I think. Rude. Um, <laughs> Dan uh, saying, Sars alive. Uh, the festival didn't finish him off. Um, no, it did not. Uh Connor, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, saying good afternoon, Mags are saying. Uh, again, uh, Connor doing great work and great numbers on his uh, on his YouTube uh, football watch along, so congrats on that, Connor. Scottish Danny in the chat, hello, sir. Uh, says uh, Mags Tanay and Sa Zabisco. Whoa, surely I'm oh. the Bischoff. 
Hang on, Zabisai Zabisco. That works. That's a that's a good working name. That is. That's <laughs> your gimmick name from now on. I'm having that. Zabisco. <laughs> Zabisco. That's that's a good one. I'm taking that. I'm not going to use it spelt wrong like Danny's done it. Sorry, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the love child of 2022 Triple H and 1999 Larry Zabisco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cam uh, uh, saying hello to the rest of the, the guys and gals in the chat. Um, Danny doing the same. Uh, Dan Griffin with uh, all read it, the, the best comment. Um, Tony's people between Mags and Sarah, like seven at a schoolboy's oh, window. Yeah, Gee, the weird thing is uh, Zabisco peeping over his uh, legitimate son's face there. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hi, Dan. <laughs> uh, and this one. Uh, We'll have less of this, please, uh, Mr. Griffin. Tug Father Mags. <laughs> sure, that's that's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's uh, the chat all caught up with. So thank you all again for for having us into in your homes whilst we talk two hours of, of absolute nonsense. And nonsense it is, and we're very proud. <laughs> Mags, how's your week been? Yeah, it's uh, not too bad. Um, I, I forgot it was a bank holiday, but... Uh, uh, had an interesting weekend. I watched the KSR uh, boxing event. Um, I was actually live messaging you about it whilst you yeah. were on your on your festival dalliances. But uh, yeah, it's been a no UFC this weekend, so a nice and uh, relaxed weekend. Uh, how about yourself? Well, I, I went away for a few days, mate, and it was it was bloody fantastic. What a festival Stone Dead is! It's one. Well, I say it's one day. You get a bit of music Friday night as well, but it's all day Saturday. The layout is perfect. It, it don't cost an arm and a leg. You can take your own beer in when you go into the arena. Everything. It's just, it's, it's brilliant. It's so good. And I want to give us a huge special shout out. First of all, to the people I met at that weekend. That there was a group of people, um, various different names. I don't want to list through now because obviously no one really knows who they are. But loads of people that we hung around with. My mates, Ash and Stu. There's the three of us. My boy didn't come this year, um, so it was the three of us, and we met a group of people from up north that we were hanging around with, um, a married couple from elsewhere, and there's a few lads that we know from, I think, Leicestershire that go every year as well. And it's just great seeing these old faces and meeting new faces and in, in, in just enjoying fantastic live music and brilliant weather. Just a, a great time had by all. I definitely, 100%, hugely missed my wife, my kids, and my animals, though. I was so happy to come home. And um, Lemmy... We've got a little cardboard box in the front room that he's adopted as his bed, which we want to get rid of because it looks tatty as shit. But every time Sharon thinks about getting rid of it, he gets back in it. So, you know, s- screws that. Lemmy got out of his box when I got home, walked into the hallway, looked me up and down, turned around, got back in his box. So I'll take that as a win. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's acknowledged that you were there, basically. Yeah. I don't know if he was hoping I was somebody else. Maybe. <laughs> just got a disappointed cat. <laughs> oh, that fat fella's back again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so peaceful without that wanker and now he's back <laughs> I want to give a massive shout out though and my wife is going to get so damn sick of hearing these three words because all I've spoken about and bear in mind there's like I think there's like nine or ten bands on on the Saturday and there's three bands on on the Friday night so you know 13, 14 bands depending on you know what's on and they have a DJ playing at different times as well but these three words my wife is going to get sick of but I cannot implore people enough to go and check out those damn crows. There's a 
this band is my new favorite band they were they're great on record or spotify or whatever you listen to people on um i really enjoyed their couple of albums before going seeing them live oh my goodness magsy they are incredible i'll send you a couple of links mate and they are so good uh, to the point where whether it works with the show or not those damn crows are going to play us out this week on the audio because they were that <laughs> freaking brilliant <laughs> you know, absolutely well, super go and check them out i hope they're doing a cover version of mankind's music then yeah i'll play that now so i'll tell you what i'll play i'll play those damn crows in the intro i'll play them now as we're talking and i'll play them at the end as well so just just every musical interlude is now your new favourite band. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of me. We got like, sort of linked up on Facebook now. So I'll go. I'll message the lead singer. And say, oh my! Do you want to like? God. Do you want to sponsor the show? Can your music be officially <laughs> part of the show? Mainly because you know we've got away for ninety episodes. We're gonna get caught with copyright claim at some stage. If those well, damn crows were okay. It's, it? it's happened one time. <laughs> one time in ninety episodes. That I think that's pretty good going. And that was you. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you camp? Um, like, did you go in a tent at, at yes. the festival? Yes. Um, we, um, how how was the camping? Because uh, I've amazing. seen videos and uh, um, images on 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 social media about Reading Leeds this this I think it was this past weekend. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, teenagers being being dicks essentially throwing bottles of piss around the the campsite and uh uh food fights and things like that yeah ridiculous i mean this is this is the thing with, with stone dead festival it's it, it's been put together by volunteers who attended all the old monsters of rocks in the 80s mm-hmm. so they're a bit of an older mindset and they are volunteers and it's made very clear on their social media we're volunteers we do this because we love it and it's almost like the people who come respect that more than anything yeah all yeah. the all the stewards you see the people in the car park people in the campsite in the arena helping everyone they're all volunteers too uh, nobody gets paid for this uh, apart from the bands and there's only a five thousand capacity and it sells out you know i mean they, yeah. they, they did their early bird tickets the early bird tickets went on sale when on on sunday morning so saturday night the music finished by i think sunday night they'd sold out of early birds for next year already they've not announced a single wow one. Brilliant. And that's the, the early birds are 1,200 tickets. So that's just shy of a quarter of their allocation before. So it's like a proper, regular, almost family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you've got different age groups. You've got like the older group, I suppose, who, that I kind of fit into, um, who are just there to see the music and enjoy themselves, have a few beers, meet some like minded people, and so on. And then you've got a much younger group because you have the older people's kids. Yeah. And it's amazing seeing these little ones, four or five years of age, with their ear protectors on as well, bless them. And they're on their dad's shoulders watching Michael Schenker headlined, who played guitar in the Scorpions and UFO, proper 80s, you know, MSG and all that you play for, proper 80s metal icon, I guess. Seeing these little kids who, they weren't even born when he was still in, Schen- in the Schenker group or, or, or whatever, the original Schenker group and all this wearing a michael schenker t-shirt and i was at stone oh, dead on cool. the back and all, it's so great but the yeah. the camping itself it's it's really pushed all over the place that this is a festival <laughs> by fans for fans is like their sort of uh tagline i guess for want of a better term so nobody leaves rubbish they, they there's there's a video on their facebook account of the one of the main organizers walking around the campsite and the arena after the festival is finished and there's nothing Everyone's took their tents. There's a pile of rubbish by the bins. Naturally, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toilets are all clean. 
you know it's it's honestly it it's so i cannot sing the praises of this festival enough they've put the price up for next year and again they were like we're really sorry we've got to do this but it's the way it is the the the, the um the show ground where it's booked i think is putting their prices or whatever they want to maybe get a couple of bigger bands involved and all this sort of stuff and they were hugely apologetic about putting their prices up for i think the first time since the festival has been running and next year will be the fifth year they wow. put up a tenner magazine a tenner it's nothing that's it yeah and it's like that that's camping sat 70 quid it'll be next year for music friday night camping friday night music all day saturday camping saturday night and then home and you can take your own beer in as well and if you if you you shouldn't take too much in because they want to sell the beer to support the vendors yeah uh, but even that you go up there and they're like oh yeah it's, you know it's, it's like four pound fifty five or a pint you go somewhere like download already it's like nine quid a drink or whatever it's, it's, it's just, ridiculous yeah yeah i think it was somewhere out three quid for a bottle of water yeah absolutely insane yeah absolutely insane so i cannot sing the praises of stone dead festival enough if classic rock is your cup of tea look into it it's incredible oh we had a um uh a lancaster bomber fly over the arena as well right there's only two still in commission is that the right term yeah Yeah. they arranged to fly over one last year and the years previous years we had spitfires this year we had a big lancaster bomber and it comes right over your heads like really good it's so awesome man yeah so like so a whale of a weekend yeah yeah and we're so blessed with weather as well or i mean touch word it don't go wrong next year but every year the sun has been shining and it's just brilliant and again those damn crows holy crap what a band what a band it's the chain wrestling's favorite band they've got an nwo t-shirt that says tdc those damn crows underneath as well because they're wrestling fans apparently you know, and um, oh, just just brilliant time, mate. Absolutely fantastic time. But I'm glad to be home. I slept for I reckon around 13 hours when I got back. Give or yeah. take. I had, I had a session. I had a kip in the afternoon. Went back to bed. Didn't get up again until midday today. <laughs> so you'll be proud to know, Magsy, because of my time restraints with that. I've done my usual extensive research into what we're talking about this week. So basically, you've watched it about an hour ago. I finished like 10 past eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> but hey, gives me 50 minutes to pot around and brush my hair and whatever else he's doing. <laughs> I'm just glad you had a really good weekend. It, uh, it, it, the, the pictures you sent, it looks like you had a whale of a time, sir. Yeah, it was. It was It was a great time. I met so many wonderful people and yeah, friends that I will see again next year because that's just the way that festival works. And, it's, and again, it's a size enough to be busy, but not so big that you're not saying, oh, I'll see you next year. It ain't going to happen. You will, which is which is lovely. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully the wife might think about coming next year. We'll see how we go. But, yeah, it was, it was a great time. It was a great time. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. Speaking of great times, the opposite of that is not good times. Shall we talk about some not good times in wrestling, Magazine? Mm, we're going to have to, so... Mm. The- We've already got an an- we've already got an answer whether uh, your good lady is going to go to the festival next next year. Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. Fair enough. Sharon. It's a shame, <laughs> but, you know. But I mean, Sharon said she had a great weekend. I mean, I don't need to tell you what she did because I wasn't here. So that's a <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, 
but no, she uh, she took the kids for something to eat and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, no, they had a they had a nice time as well. And, I mean, Charlie actually got out of bed, so that says something. You know, love you, Charlie, really? but you're living like a 16 year old student. You're only 12. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Very advanced for her age. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a plus point. We should look at it that way. You know. <laughs> and there she is, Sharon, in the chat again. There saying, "Me and the girls have our own traditions now," and that's lovely as well. That's awesome. Yeah, they like that, waving you away, ba ba. And they walk in. The party poppers go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxi, what you got for us, mate? What are we throwing in the hall of lame this week? Okay, so um, before I get into it, I, I've got to give a little bit of context, I suppose. So I messaged Sar during the week to see if he had an updated list of uh, of the entrance that we've put into the Hall of Lame because the one that I've got is a few weeks old. And obviously, Cut. me being the utmost professional, fix that for you straight away. By now, sending me one and saying, I don't have one. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the reason why is because I... I know that I've touched on this subject before with a with a Hall of Lame, but it it wasn't particularly about. Well, it was about this, but it wasn't what I'm going to uh, hopefully put in. But I didn't know whether someone else had, had brought it up whilst uh, whilst I was on my exodus or uh, or whatever. But I want to go back to uh, October of two thousand two. Um, Eric Bischoff uh, was the uh, was the general manager of Raw, and we had Raw Roulette. Uh, and one of these Raw Roulette matches was uh, that the current tag team champions had to defend their titles in a in a ladder match. Uh, the current tag team champions at the time were one Hurricane Helms and Kane. So instantly, you should know where we're going with this. Um, Kane so Kane at the time was tag team champion he was also intercontinental champion and in the upcoming pay-per-view which was No Mercy he had the potential to be the first ever wrestler to hold all three of the major titles in one go uh, when he uh, challenged for for the world title but we uh, we get the match, and uh, before uh, it starts, uh, Kane's partner, uh, Hurricane, is taken out by by his upcoming opponent at, at No Mercy. So Kane has to essentially enter this ladder match on his own against three other teams. He does pick up the win, though, uh, but his opponent, um, who uh, beat up... Um, Hurricane comes out at the end of the show and uh, it's Triple H and Triple H starts to uh, to make accusations towards Kane accusations that uh, that he is a murderer you're a murderer yes and he <laughs> mentions do you remember Katie Vick the show closes with uh, Kane being visibly upset, but I mean, as visible as someone in a in a black and white mask can be. Um, <laughs> next week we get to uh, we get to Raw, uh, and Kane is encouraged by um, Terry Runnels to share his story. 
So he comes out to the ring and he says, Katie is his friend, that um, Katie's dead, but he didn't kill her. It was an accident. And he goes through his, his whole kind of a recollection of, of, of uh, what happened with this accident, uh, saying that him and Katie were friends about 10 years ago. Um, she came to his first wrestling match when, when he first started and it was, she was the only person who cared uh, about him on the show. Um, one night, they went to a party. Uh, Katie had a little bit too much to drink. He decided to drive her home, um, but she insisted that that he drives her car, which was a, a stick shift or, or, or a manual for, for us in the UK. Uh, he wasn't that familiar with it, but he, he drove anyway. Uh, an animal jumped out in front of him. Uh, he swerved to avoid this animal. The car spins out of control and crashes. He broke his arm, but Katie uh, died instantly. Um, it was an accident, and it's something that he's had to live with, uh, and he eventually apologises to Kavik's parents. Triple H comes out and goes, boo-hoo, Kane, boo-hoo. <laughs> You've got me all choked up with your story, but you, since you're out here bearing your soul, why don't you tell the, the world the truth? Uh, why don't you tell the, uh, the world uh, that when the people from that party were questioned, they all said that you were drinking? Why don't you tell them uh, when the, uh, the police came to the accident, there were empty beer cans in the car? And more importantly, Kane, why don't you tell them how when the doctors did the autopsy, they found semen on Katie Vick's body? <laughs> then he goes on. That's right, Kane. Katie Vick was more to you, more than uh, to you than a friend. The fact is, you loved Katie Vick. You were madly in love with Katie Vick. But the problem was, Katie Vick only liked you. She didn't love you. She didn't have them feelings you had. Um, and honestly, Kane, who could blame her? Because look at you. You're a burnt up freak. Who could love you? <laughs> So he then, uh, Triple H continues, uh, now Kane, I know you weren't charged with murder. In fact, I know you weren't even charged with manslaughter, but the facts are the facts. And the fact is, Kane, this all points to you. You know it, I know it, and the whole world knows it. You killed Katie Vick. And this is where it gets way darker. Um, Which is incredible, because we know what you've already told us. Yep, so uh, Triple H carries on. Kane, the question I have to you is, on that night, did you force yourself onto Katie Vick while she was alive, or did you just wait and do it to her when she was dead? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Then we get to the 21st of October, and... uh, Triple H is uh, is saying he's got video evidence of of Kane. Is uh, going to uh, he has a lot of uh, um, of accusations to back up, uh, and he he says to uh, the the audience in the in the opening promo he apologizes for nothing. He's going to be able to prove uh, what he said. Uh, and then we uh, we see him giving the tape to the production truck. We see him speak to um, the coach and they roll the footage and they give a disclaimer before this footage saying, warning, 
The following scene contains material that may offend some viewers. Discretion is advised. On that note, Magsy, very quickly, I'm really apologising to interrupt you, but can we just put our own disclaimer out here? Because I know at least one of my girls is watching this, okay? Earlier on, when I mentioned to Charlie, my youngest, you know, Daddy and Mags talk about some adult themes on that show, and you want to try to ignore some of it. This is exactly the sort of shit I meant, Charlie, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so just close your ears for a minute or something. Go and watch something else on YouTube for the next five or so minutes. Yeah... And with that in mind, let's get on with it. So we see some uh, old-fashioned VHS-style footage uh, of a a funeral parlour. The camera says in the mor- it says it's two thirty a.m. in the morning, uh, and it pans across this uh, this coffin uh, to these double doors where we hear, um, "Hello, is there anybody there? It's Kane." We see Kane peeping his head round the corner to make sure the coast is clear. Now, let's get this straight. Um, this isn't the real Kane. This is. Uh, <laughs> is it this not? Is, no. <laughs> no, this is Triple H in a Kane mask. Apparently meant to be in 1992, as the as the uh, the the time says in the corner. But yet he's wearing a Kane mask and a big big freaking machine Kane T-shirt. Uh, which is <laughs> weird. Uh, I mean, the timeline on all, on this whole story is annoys the fuck out of me, and I will get to that later on anyway. Uh, but we see Kane walk over to the casket and start telling um, Katie Vick off, like blaming her. This was your fault, Kater. Um If you'd have just let me feel you up in the car, I wouldn't have swerved. And then as if the body was talking the dead body was talking back to Kane the conversation turns and Kane is almost given permission by this dead body to to grope essentially he gropes with one hand the camera blurs he gropes with a second hand they then start talking about removing items of clothing the, essentially the same items that we mentioned uh, in the, when it was a uh, uh, introduced uh, into the Hall of Fame for a merchandise. He takes off a bra. He takes off the the, the panties, and then in a bit that I I forgot happened, but I, I was quickly reminded. He sniffs the panties and says, "I love the smell of formaldehyde in the morning." Oh. After this. Uh, Katie Vick, the, the body of Katie Vick gives Kane permission to uh, do the deed. Um, he mentions Katie feeling stiff. Speaking of stiff, he takes off his claws, gets into the coffin. We thankfully get uh, a kind of musical uh, montage of candles and flowers and things like that. But you can't. The Benny Hill. but you can hear in the background the mourning and groaning from Kane uh, and then it cuts back to Kane uh, led atop Katie Vick 
having a chat about oh thank you care uh, this has been the best night of my life uh, and then he he gets another message from Kate saying that he'd screwed her brains out and he lifts up a pile of meat gelatinous um yeah it's brains he's screwed her brains out uh the video cuts off and we see triple h pissing his sides leaning against uh against the coach um yeah so that that's essentially the the most disgusting video uh, section that um that wf has, has put out got so many complaints but it's not over we okay. get uh <laughs> luckily um i think vince kind of saw that this wasn't going to go well got complaints from uh, the the tv companies got complaints from sponsors so they started to really wrap this up so the week after um we get um essentially the closing of the of the uh of of the uh the angle Kane had already lost the, the, the match at uh, No Mercy, so the Intercontinental title and the World title had been combined. Um, uh, Triple H comes out, essentially, to 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 boast, I suppose, about uh, being uh, the best wrestler. He brings out a coffin. Now, in this coffin, um, well, he says, we've not heard from one person in this storyline. And that's Katie Vick. So in this coffin is Katie Vick. Now he uh, opens the coffin, carries the the body to the ring, giving everyone the the the, the jokes of "Oh, you you you're looking dead tired. Oh, you feel like dead weight." Laza on the the apron, uh, and the the legs of the the dummy open up and he he makes comments jesus christ no wonder kane wanted some close your legs love um then the arm of the dummy flops down to triple h's crotch and he's oh he's like whoa whoa kenny calm down uh gets her in the ring show uh she ends up showing her, her panties again and he sits in the middle of the ring and sits this katie vick dummy on his knee and then starts to do um, almost a ventriloquism with Katie Vick, essentially uh, getting her side of the story, um, saying that she blames Kane and that uh, she she doesn't forgive him. Um, thankfully, we're interrupted by Hurricane, who has some video footage of his own. Um, one thing I haven't kind of touched on was uh, at the end of the, the last week's episode, Triple H was kidnapped by Kane in temper and locked in a boot. Uh, Triple H explained away how he was uh, he was okay this week because the boot had a child's uh, safety handle where you can escape, and he said he got out scot-free. Um, Hurricane says this isn't true. That there is actually he's got footage of what happened to Triple H whilst he was uh, he was in that car. He was taken to a local medical facility, and we see uh, a guy with a, 
a cardboard cutout of Triple H's face, which <laughs> changes, <laughs> which changes expression all the way through this scene. Uh, and uh, he's been operated on um, on his rectum by a couple of uh, a couple of doctors, and they pull out a sledgehammer. They pull out a gear stick from a car. Um, <laughs> the, they pull out various like ridiculous items. The hand that uh, that uh, May Young gave birth to that couldn't get pulled out. Uh, but the big thing is that they pull out a steering wheel of a car. Um, oh, yeah, so Triple H is not happy at this footage whatsoever. And to to kind of end this this stupid stupid storyline, he beats up the the Kavik dead body. And I mean, beats it up. He he swings it around. The wig comes off. Uh, you see, it's actually a male body underneath. Um, kind of looks like Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> and then starts to batter the body uh, headfirst on, onto the steel steps. Uh, but thankfully, it was the end of the storyline. Uh, and going into the Hall of Lame this week is the katie vick storyline i felt i felt dirty doing that and it's it's that bad it's made sir freeze jesus christ and yeah i think he's gone so giving a i can actually give some more context to this story apparently this story was meant to be the introduction of uh, sick boy Scott Vick from uh, WCW. He'd signed on a de- uh, developmental deal. And Katie Vick was going to be his sister. And, uh, uh, according to sources, it was going to lead to Triple H versus uh, Scott Vick uh, in, a, in a big feud. Um, but Scott was apparently not impressive when it there we go size gone uh scott was not impressive when it came to uh um his uh tryout matches so vince wanted to change it up uh and basically said we'll have katie vick being uh, kane's girlfriend uh and yes yeah, scott was was used pretty much as a as a um a jobber in the the time that he was uh he was in the, the the company, and also there's some more um, backstory towards the the uh, the actual recording of the the video that Triple H made. Um, according to Triple H and to Bruce Pritchard, uh, they wanted the video to be more kind of tongue in cheek, more kind of uh, comedy based, uh, and it was Vince who wanted it to be the the defiling of a dead body. Um, so they they agreed to film both styles and and see which one uh, works best, uh, but they took so long to film Vince's version that um, there was no time to film Triple H and, and Bruce Pritchard's version, and uh, they went to him and went to Vince and said, "We need to we need to not put this out. It's just it's going to be horrific." Um, but they did put it out, uh, and um, yeah, it's it's now in in the history books as one of the worst uh, wrestling segments ever. And for a little bit more information, um, it was actually filmed in a proper funeral parlor 
and there is a curtain uh, in the background and behind that other that curtain is another room where they were actually having another funeral at the oh, time of filming word. it. Yeah, so I think this may be the worst entrant in the Hall of Lame. This is worse than the Gobbleuka. It's certainly yeah. worse than the WBF. Yeah, this this is grim. Oh, Magsy, to you and to everyone else in the CWF, I apologise there. I got disconnected for a moment. I'm back. I'm using the data off my mobile phone because Virgin Media can suck my balls. Um, <laughs> so if there's a bit of a lag or any further internet issues, bear with me. We'll manage them as best we can. But yeah, thank you for carrying on there, Mags. Um, uh, in a way, I'm kind of glad Virgin disconnected me there because that was getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all all you really missed then was the the context of uh, of what the actual storyline was meant to be and mm. how it tran- how it transferred into a uh, a Kane versus Triple H feud. Oh, dear me, dear me, shocking stuff, mate. And again, I'm so sorry to my kids if they listen to any of that. <laughs> I'm sorry as well. I am sorry as well. <laughs> yeah, Maybe Charlie's just unplugged the router. I'm like, no, nope, yeah, like, that's enough internet for today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more. Uh, Daddy, stop it. Unclick. <laughs> but very, very worthy of going into the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lane. And uh, again, Max, I'm amazed. And I know you, I can understand now why you wanted to check the, the spreadsheet that we have for Chain Wrestling with all the... Um, for those who don't know, we have, we have a spreadsheet going right back to episode one with all the non-wrestling topics, all the nominees that win a poll, lose a poll. You know, we keep records of everything mm-hmm. up to a few weeks ago because I've got a bit lazy, but you know, I'll sort it out. I can understand why now you wanted to look at that because you would think that's already in there, but it's not. Well, yeah, that, and, and when you said, um, what what is it that I wanted to bring up? And you'll see if you can remember if it's brought up. I didn't want to, play show my hand because i didn't Mm. want you to i wanted to see your initial reaction to this being brought up so katie vick the i think she may be the first dual entrant into the hall of fame because her merchandise was uh was uh inducted in in february i think so how i mean how's that worked how has the merchandise been inducted before the the actual (laughs) the actual event but yeah very true. I mean, mine, uh, my entrance this week into the Hall of Lane has already been mentioned on the show, amazingly. And it's going to be quite a short entrance because... No! It is. It is. <laughs> because there's not masses of background to it other than Mark Henry signs to a massive contract in the mid-90s. And I'm, I, the numbers you hear banded around are absolutely disgusting because they thought this guy was going to be something really special and he ended up having quite an established and, and, and good career at times very up and down in the early days but he was what it was at one stage Vince McMahon and the WWF thought yeah we want this guy out of this long term contract we're paying him all this money and it's it's too much for the return we're getting so they tried to put him in lots of embarrassing storylines to make him quit which he refused mm-hmm. to do fair play to Mark Henry he stuck by it and he applied himself to every single one of these storylines one of them was he was the character sexual chocolate was romantically involved with numerous people one of them was shall we say more mature than others in the legends that was may young 
Now, May obviously is no longer with us, but everyone who met her and worked with her tells all these incredible stories about how she was a proper hard-nosed lady, getting powerbombed through tables by the Dudleys and all this sort of stuff. And you know, she was she was rest, you know, she was competing in women's wrestling. Sorry, decades and decades and decades before this. No real historic and important figure in the wrestling world. Those who know Mae Young as being just the the older lady who, who played for jokes on on Raw and SmackDown and so on in later years, go back and proper look up her career and have a look at what she did in the decades previous. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> here she entered into a relationship with Mark Henry, and despite her advanced years, uh, ended up pregnant apparently. And when the day came for them to be blessed with child, it, um, <laughs> we ended up with uh, something that was played for laughs, but also the embarrassment of Mark Henry in mind. Mae Young, as always, threw herself right into the role. Fair play to her. Mae Young horribly, embarrassingly gave birth to a plastic hand. Now, the inside joke of this was, apparently, that... The hand was a massage tool that was used many, many years ago uh, in, like, I don't know, the 50s maybe. Like It was like a, a vibrating massage hand to give yourself a massage or give your partner a massage. You know, hard day at work, work the knots out your back and all sorts of stuff. But it also had a secondary use that people used to joke about when the housewives in decades past would be left alone during the day and the, the the joke is that apparently this one day got stuck and never returned until Jesus. it was born as uh, Mae Young's and Mark Henry's child now the only comedy moment of this is years and years later when Mae Young and Mark Henry's son hand turned up on Raw for and I got a kick out of that that was funny but this whole scenario this guy was in the Olympics, for crying out loud. Mae mm-hmm. Young is one of the most important figures in ladies' wrestling. I, I, am, I, am I right in saying ever, Magsy? I, can I go that far, do you think? Was she that important? She was certainly a trailblazer. Um, yes. Yeah, she was... Uh, women's wrestling wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for the likes of, of Mae Young. Uh, mm. But Jesus, what crass. Yeah, this is... Oh. I mean, at the time, it's hilarious. At the time, the fact that Mark Henry, um, a guy in his mid-twenties, is getting jiggy with Mae Young, who was in her mid-eighties at the time, I think, uh, to the point where she exclaims on Raw, I'm pregnant! And then a couple of weeks later, she's giving birth to a a mannequin hand. Yeah, it's... uh, it was hilarious, but ridiculous at the time. Remember, kids, the Attitude Era wasn't always great. Trust me. But there uh, we go. I, I said exactly the same thing to uh, Mrs. Mags today um, when we were watching the Katie Vick stuff uh, because she's never what she's never seen it. Uh, and I was saying this got huge ratings. Everybody was watching wrestling, but if you tell people about this storyline. That's embarrassing for wrestling. Yeah, it is. And it's the exact sort of thing, and the hand as well, the exact sort mm-hmm. of thing that the Hall of Lame is about. That thing of when a non-wrestling fan watches it, 
it makes you as the wrestling fan go, oh, this is embarrassing. This is, is mm-hmm. it, and you, you, have, you have the same sort of cliche say, it's not like this all the time. It's not like this every week or that sort of stuff. I'm trying to explain away this thing that you love because, because Vince McMahon's an arse. So <laughs> there we go. Those are our entrance into the Hall of Lame this week. The whole Katie, Britt, Vic, Kane, Triple H, Icky, Icky saga and Mae Young and Mark Henry's Icky, Icky Hand Saga, I guess. Yes. Two very worthy entrants, Magsy. Very, very, very worthy. Indeed, indeed. Oh. Do you want to run through the chat before we get on to other business? I don't know if we should because it's going to bring back the Katie Vick and the hand, um, <laughs> which I want to kind of brush away and never speak of again. Um, mm. But we will, uh, because uh, the the CWF uh, taking time out of their their day to to chat with us, so it's only rap. Uh, Scottish Danny uh, saying it finally Kevick is getting a rightful place in the hall of of lame. Absolutely, and may we never speak of her again. Let her rest in peace. Finally, um, Cam saying, can this stop being a wrestling podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely it should. Um, Scott Stanley then says, uh, it's, this is horrendous, but right up Vincent Kenny McMahon Street. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was that, this was all Vince. And uh, one second. Maxie just coughing his guts up there for the sake of people on the audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Bruce Pritchard mentioned on, 80, uh, on his podcast, um, Something to Wrestle With, uh, that... This uh, actually all kind of snowballed from a, a conversation that he and uh, I think he said Pat Patterson were, was having with Vince uh, and how more and more kept getting added to this story uh, and he, he likened it to uh, uh, never never saying something that you don't want to happen because mm. with Vince McMahon, he, he took the idea and he, and he ran with it and obviously it's very toilet humour so he thought it was absolutely amazing uh, but yeah uh, never bring up something to the boss that you wouldn't want to watch on TV essentially um, Scott, Scottish Danny says um, why is my click not there we go what is happening with StreamYard today? Um, S- Scott Vick uh, crashed on the back. Yeah, so I think you missed this bit, but the, apparently this whole Katie Vick storyline was was uh, to introduce Scott Vick, sick boy, uh, to the, the, the WF, and he was going to end up okay. having a match with Triple H. Uh, but he did not impress in his uh, tryout matches and his de- developmental matches, so uh, Vince kind of like switched the storyline for it to be Kane's girlfriend. Um Cam saying, having just got back into wrestling, uh, saying, I'm glad I missed this storyline back in there. But the thing is, when you watched it live, you were invested in it. You thought mm-hmm. that this was this was top-notch yep. entertainment. I mean, you're looking at a show that's making, that's getting five, six, seven million viewers a, uh, a week. Um, so, but yeah, looking back on it, with, without those rose-tinted glasses, the, nan, the 90s and the Attitude Era was not all it was cracked up to be, believe us. Uh, Sharon saying Virgin Media working their magic again uh, uh, Scottish down there I didn't have Sky at the time I thank the Lord uh, Connor saying is, is Sar working on his uh, I'm assuming disappearing act because I definitely don't want you to be having a diapering act um, that's a whole different kind of podcast Sar 
Thick size for us again, which is amazing. Um, Cam saying that uh, to, to Scottish Danny, definitely not something I'll be rushing back to experience. No, I, I disagree because it is funny. It's funny to watch and it's, it's cringy. But uh, yeah, definitely should go and check it out. Uh, and I think uh, this can be size entrance into the Hall of, of Lame as well. Outrageous. Yeah, he, he should get his own entrance. In fact, next week entrance might be Sar uh, and his uh, disappearing act on uh, on chain wrestling. <laughs> UTT Rob, hello, sir. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This, is, uh, this isn't a Babylon 5 podcast. Thank the Lord. That's worse than, than Katie Vick. Um, Cam saying you were right all along, uh, Danny. It is uh, all Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, and Dan saying somebody play Eric Bischoff's music because he's back and better than ever, even though it's only been 20 minutes. Um, Sharon saying it was freak- freakish. She unplugged the Wi Fi, but the light stayed on. That's because they have an internal battery, uh, Sharon. That, Normally, that's when you pull the purpose. plug out, though, it just, it just goes. All right, okay. Mm. That's weird um even got live to look to make sure i unplugged the right thing can you imagine if she had unplugged the internet and that's why it went off uh dan, cam saying dan to dan i wish i'd been preoccupied uh, apologies it is a wrestling podcast unfortunately we do have to talk about these things uh dan saying back in the 50s and 60s may young used to play poker with the the blokes and put them off by 14 Jesus amazing <laughs> she also won a fair uh, share of bar fights with the blocks yeah i remember um i think it was from bob holly's uh autobiography uh he had a he had a match with uh with may young and he he goes uh, backstage to kind of discuss it with her and he's saying look I'll, I'll kind of pull the punches uh and she she says don't you dare pull the punches you you better you better give it to me as as hard as you oh that sounds horrible you better hit me as hard as you can and he's like look i, I can't do that you you you're 80 odd years old and she, and she <laughs> says to him if you don't give it your your all in that match i will beat the shit out of you so he actually does lever in the in, yeah. in in the match uh that probably never legend. such a lot of convinced either did he no he, he liked to go stiff in the ring yes um chris keske uh booking the hand according to utt rob uh and still it was a step down in creative when stephanie mcmahon replaced <laughs> him brilliant um cam saying it sounded like something from the adams family uh may oh, young and mark henry son was quite handsome as an as oh. an adult Love it. It's nine forty-six, uh, and we still haven't started the non-wrestling topic yet. Well, actually, it's uh, nine fifty-two. So, hmm. uh, with a double-header wrestling topic as well, Sharon, we will get to that. We're going to kind of hopefully scam through a lot of that. Um, Sharon saying we're going to be here till midnight, and then uh, I are sixteen. Hi, I'm Italian guy. Hello, I are. Uh, Hello. Hope hope you uh, are enjoying the show. Yeah, great stuff, mate. Great stuff. But, but, I mean, people in the chat are correct. We've got to get to our non-wrestling topic and our wrestling topic. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're nearly an hour in and we're not there yet. But before we do, I just want to very quickly talk about... Well, not even just talk about, give a big thank you, I guess, to uh, Radio Attackers, Tana, Matt and Magsy. Obviously, you're here. But Chain Wrestling, obviously, was an audio show for 30-odd weeks before we started doing the live. Um Radio Techers, uh, this is obviously the live streaming service covering the football and all that great stuff. And everyone was involved in that and it put on some fantastic entertainment. 
over over the course of many weeks, months, etc., etc. Memories of international football matches, tournament games, um, Tanner in the States having to get up at the crack of dawn to watch Premier League matches and cover them for the people who are interested in watching. Tekkers is going to be taking a little break. Now, I don't know the ins and outs and the details because it's not my business. Tanner is the main guy there, along with along with Magsy and Matt. But circumstances have changed with regards to people, uh, people's work, people's other commitments, people's lives in general. So this is actually going to be the last Chain Wrestling Live via Radio Techers. Next week, we will be back. We will be available on Monday. Again, as normal, just keep your eyes out for where we're going to be available. It'll be all over our social medias. Don't worry. Nothing will change with regards to how you watch the show and how you comment and how things are done. Just click on the links on our social medias. Jump on in. Everything will be the same for you. We just will no longer be on Radio Techers' um, stream, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to just put a massive thank you out there to everybody involved at Techers for basically taking chain wrestling on as a live show. Uh, and when Techers wasn't putting stuff out for a little while, we were still putting stuff out on the channel, even though it was Techers channel. And they could have quite easily called it weeks and weeks and weeks back, but they didn't. We carried on using their facilities for a better term, Magsy, online facilities mm-hmm. and so on for, for the stuff that we're putting out here and everything else. And again, next week, nothing will change for you people. It'll just be clicking a slightly different link, but it will be on our Twitters and, and everything else as normal. But for now, Radio Techers is going to be taking a bit of a hiatus. Because of that, we're no longer going to be on Techers. And on that aspect, there's a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, I guess, a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes. I just want to make those behind the scenes a bit more public when I want to, when I say a huge, huge thank you to everybody who has been involved in Radio Techers and everybody who has backed and pushed and supported uh chain wrestling myself uh, magsy as well and then the start of sjp world media because everyone at techers has been a huge huge advocate and a huge support for my own network as well so honestly from the bottom of my heart to all of you guys involved thank you so so much Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be a, a little bit remiss for me to not add a little bit in here obviously being one of the the three founders of, of Techers um, since I had a, my mental health issues I've really took a step back with uh, with, with Radio Techers obviously a lot of things have changed in my life and I'm um, not in the place where I can commit to uh, as much content uh, that I was putting out um, Matt uh, has got a, a, a lot of changes happening in his life as well, and Tanner uh, is uh, is got a lot of uh, work um, yeah. changes. So he's uh, the the core group of Radio Techers have um, become increasingly busy uh, to the point where it's our schedules just don't seem to be able to align to to um, create the content that we created. Um, it may uh, change uh, in in the near future. That's why we we kind of not giving it a definitive end. Uh, it's more of a um, we'll be back kind of thing. But we can't say when, and it's not fair to um, 
to the the viewers and and the the, the listeners and 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 to the creators to keep them uh, dangling on the ends of strings. So um, with Sar uh, really making this uh, this push to create his own uh, network, which uh, everyone at Texas is massively proud of and, and so uh, happy for him. Uh, it kind of makes sense to to to. Um, to do the break apart now. Uh, nobody's uh, angry at each other. Nobody's uh, has fallen out. Everybody's uh, is still as close as we've ever been. It's just it will be a, a different place where you'll get your content. That's all. Yeah, and on that note, with regards to different content, you can still hear Matt's wonderfully informed dulcet tones on Good Cop, Bad Cop. Check that out on on pretty much everywhere you can find your, mm-hmm. your podcasts. You can still hear Matt as well on the, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast he does. I mean, I don't understand the game, but I still listen because it's fantastic mm-hmm. hearing people have fun, you know, and, and, and guests on other shows all over the place. Tanner, very, very busy man. Hopefully we'll be hearing his voice again very soon. I mean, we have spoken very, very briefly about something for SJP World Media, maybe a guest spot on a show. That's, that's as far as it's gone. But yeah, with regards to techers and especially the live football coverage the live i mean the volley used to follow us and recapping the the weekend's football i hope that that's going to be available in some form somewhere in regards to the podcast platform or whatever because i love that because i wouldn't watch all the games sometimes i wouldn't have time to watch match of the day and I, that's how I would consume my content about what went on in the football world mm-hmm. you know and the live stuff on a saturday afternoon i love that too Absolutely fantastic. It's, I didn't always agree with what was said, Matt, with this, but you know, it was, <laughs> but just a, a fantastic platform for people to talk football in the chat and so on. So, yeah, Tanner, I hope to hear your voice talking football again very, very soon. And, and everyone else involved in Tekka is again a big thank you from myself. And I suppose the last thing to say really is again, thank you. And hopefully, this is not goodbye. This is just see you again very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, stop. Okay, Mr. Mags, shall we start with WhatsApp this week so we're not jumping back and forth for you? We shall. Okay. It's non wrestling topic time. NWT time. Oh! No wrestling talk here. It's the non wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Ooh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> We will start with the aforementioned Mr. Matt Willis. He messaged me here on WhatsApp to give us his favorite YouTubers that are not wrestling-based that people like to binge on. And this was an idea of Magsy's for a non-wrestling topic. And it's amazing. I'll be honest, Magsy, and I didn't tell you this. I didn't know if there was much legs in this. I was thinking Well, myself, that's because you're an old, old soul. Yeah, oh, you, don't, you don't watch YouTube. 100%. So you, YouTube's that thing that kids watch. Exactly, 100%. And it shows how naive and clueless I am, I think, with this. And, and, and that's the best way of putting it, because the response we got is incredible. And again, looking at the time, we're going to have to bomb through a lot of this, I think. So I apologise to people. It, 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 we'll, we'll get to everybody, but I apologise to people if we don't go in-depth in what you're talking about. Maybe this is something we can revisit in the future magazine, which, again, mm-hmm. is not something I thought I'd be saying at this point in the show. <laughs> this but could yes. be the new drunk stories maybe maybe uh youtube you watch when you're drunk that's something else isn't it? the ideas mate it's a factory up there um we- <laughs> but I'm, I'm not made a note of it so i'll forget it in 10 minutes uh matt willis says via whatsapp 
YouTubers who I love to binge. Binge watch. Aside from you two handsome devils. Oh, cheers, mate. Of uh, the outside Xbox and outside extra team. Two channels run by a gamer network that have close to 4 million combined subscribers. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And have a lot of Let's Play videos, list videos, and of course, mental things like how to make video game cocktails. That sounds interesting. They're also responsible directly for me, Alex, and Kerry starting Dungeons and Junkies as their D&D group called the Oxventurers Guild got me through some very dark times. And at EGX 2019, which is a gaming convention, Matt explains, thank you, Matt, I got to meet Johnny Chiodini. Chiodini. He's actually he's actually written it out here how to say it as well. Thanks again, Matt. <laughs> he's knew. phonetically wrote it. Brilliant. Uh, you knew I was going to butcher that name, Matt, didn't you? Thank you. you absolute star. He's met Johnny Chiodini in person, and they, non-binary pronouns, were very humble and signed my D&D notebook along with their friends. I've attached oh, a picture awesome. of the autograph for prosperity. Johnny is the one with the arrow points to. I don't know if we're going to be able to make this out. In fact, we can't because my screenshot of it has cut it off, but I'll put it on the Twitter for everyone to see. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Awesome stuff. I mean, it, 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 It's great having the content at the fingertips, Magsy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah it absolutely is yeah uh my youngest charlie who is youtube obsessed she is the one who i think of when people talk about watching youtube videos that's where my mind instantly goes charlie says wilbur soot who is a minecraft youtuber uh tommy in it who is also a minecraft youtuber i think there's, there's a theme going here a little bit mate a little bit uh, team edge which apparently is three people called Joey, Brian, and Bobby doing different challenges to earn edge points in their scoring system. They just do stupid stuff and are really funny while doing it. And whilst we discussed those, Charlie actually came in. This is the most enthusiastic she's been about a non-wrestling topic, by the way. Charlie's quite the artist and she paints a lot of canvases and you know she, she does all sorts of different paintings. I've got a lovely picture of the TARDIS on a canvas that she's done for me and all this sort of stuff. Oh, that's cool. She's painted the um, Wilbur suit and Tommy in it uh, Minecraft figures heads on a canvas and she's brought them in and said you know if anyone would like to have a little look this one here is, is Tommy apparently and if people can make that out on the screen oh, that's, that's cool. what his Minecraft character looks like there and we have uh, Wilbur Suits which is here and that's what his looks like as well and you just oh, see Charlie's little signature down in the corner there look. so there we go they're awesome very talented little artist, my daughter, Maxie. Very talented little artist. But thank you, Charlie, for sending those in. That's brilliant stuff. We could jump to Twitter now, Max, I guess, can't we? Let's do it. Okie doke. I will run through in the order we received them, which means absolutely nothing to everybody else. Um, <laughs> Steve-O says, how long have you got? Total Steve, Steve-O at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, how long have you got? At Total on Twitter, says here. So, Warzone streamer, so Carl Love, started watching him around a year and a half ago and watched his journey climbing the ranks and now third overall, which is absurd. I watch as he represents the everyday man. He's like what we are, independent streamers, uh, isn't relying on gimmicks or sponsorships, being fake or just anything like that. Just, he's just him. He is amazing at the game and is very community interactive, similar to yourselves. Well, thank you, Steve. Not of late, but tactical Brit. Before, in Steve's opinion, he says here, selling out to just stream Warzone. He would stream Underground World War II, first-person shooters, real in-depth tactics, 
He's another one, speaks everyday common language I can relate with. Like I say, unfortunately, he's sold out. And I've gone off him as all it is is Warzone. Ironically, when he stops streaming and talks to the audience, he's really interesting to listen to. I occasionally now tune in, but not for long. Same with Broken Machine. He's getting a bit boring and just lost interest. I watch all the bill on YouTube, albeit not a YouTube channel per se. A lot of content, sadly, from a lot is samey and I stop watching. Happens a lot in the fitness industry, which is something I obviously know a great deal about. (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Set out doing stupid gimmicks, uh, i.e. Juji Mufu, Eddie Hall, just prats around now, sadly, for views. Jeff fucking Marshall is fantastic, he says here. A guy that goes to London tube stations and train stations around the UK. I watch everything. He has a charm about him, a personality I love. The guests he brings on are brilliant, especially the Northern guys. I used to watch old episodes of Prisoner Cell Block H on there. Oh, a little shout out for Cell Block H, mate. Uh, but they have all been removed now. Other than that, not specific channels, but I like a good music playlist. I found a good alternative. Oh, sorry. I'm you've, butchered this you've, now. you've moved on to somebody else there. Mr. Mango, all the way from Australia. This is your tweet, and I, I'm... But I'm putting it all in with Steve Ola because I'm, you know, rushing and not paying attention. Look at that. That's what my teachers used to say to me. And I'm 41 now. I still haven't changed. At Mangle underscore Chris on mm-hmm. Twitter. Because I used to watch all the old episodes of Prisoner Cell Block H on there. But they have all been removed now. Other than that, not specific channels. But I do like a good music playlist. I found a good alternative country one on there. I was working my way through. See, YouTube music is something that I do actually watch, Magsy. But I will click on, I'll search specific things, like shows I've been at or okay. famous famous concert moments. And then it just kind of plays on after, doesn't it? So I end up watching a lot of stuff afterwards. Yeah. Well, it, it auto-plays unless you turn okay. auto-play off, uh, which is something I definitely do. Uh, I can't stand auto-play. If I haven't picked the video to watch, I don't want to play <laughs> But I've discovered new bands and all sorts by doing that. That's cool. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Connor in the chat. I know he is there. At Connor Knows Footy. Um, On a separate note there, Connor. I won't go into details. It's not my place. But I appreciate that you feel you can reach out to me when there's stuff going on in your life. I hope everything is well, my friend. Thank you so much. And as I've mentioned, God knows how many times on the show, and as Magsy has as well, DM's always open. and I'm glad mm-hmm. it's good news, my friend. Yeah. Connor says, most of the YouTube I watch is gaming or football related, along with a few true crime channels. Some of my favorites are Football Daily, Elite FPL. That's Steve-O's channel, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, excellent stuff. FNG, his weekly show, Football This Week, is football mixed with comedy. Scary Mysteries, like true crime and IMR Scary Tales, which is like a horror channel, he says here. I don't mind the odd YouTuber, because sometimes their videos pop up on uh, Facebook, don't they? And they talk about real crimes and stuff. That's I love all that stuff. Yep. Um, um, I like uh, a lot of true crime uh, stuff. I used to listen to quite a few true crime podcasts, because okay. it it's interesting to to hear... Just how 
how horrible humans can be to other humans uh, with, with the stuff that they do. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of cold case uh, podcasts as well, where it's it's unsolvable crimes or crimes that uh, the the police just cannot find the the person who, who, who's guilty. Um, so mm, yeah, yeah I, th- I think there's um, a morbid uh, kind of obsession with humans to to crime and things like that and, and horror. So yeah, good, some good picks there back on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, t- I'm going to be checking some of these out and I, I know I say stuff like <laughs> that every week, but I'm going to be, I really am. Um, Danny at Scottish Danny at Scottish juggalo on Twitter. He says life in the 1800s is a fascinating channel showing footage of interviews from people in the 1800s. Wow. Also love a bit of elite FBL with at total Steve. So a bit more love for Steve there and rightfully bloody. So mm-hmm. absolutely not in, yeah definitely not into footy but i always check in on a live to see him and jason as they have phenomenal chemistry and i watched some uh the other week where when techers wasn't on i clicked on steve-o's channel and it was just steve-o on his own for a bit mm-hmm. and it's oh it's it, it was good i loved it it was so because steve-o steve i'm jealous in a way because steve-o's got this natural charisma and he can just he can just talk and, and it's all i don't want to say perform but you watch him do a solo show i wish i could do that is is naturally entertaining. Yeah. yeah, it really, really is. And and he mentions about um the YouTubers that he enjoys being down to earth and kind of like the everyman. I can listen to Steve or talk about heavy rock music, the the the, the yeah. head banging stuff that he's ah. into. Not my yeah, not my cup of tea at all. But the passion and uh the enjoyment he gets out of it is is it's infectious. That, that you want to listen to his opinions on it um so yeah he's a he's a born um he's a born entertainer yeah amazingly i've never done any shows with him ever um i don't think that he's been on any of my shows ever hmm. we may oh, have to Steve change have to that right yeah we'll have to that right uh Morty at Morty JR five who is the guest on this week's doctor who pod and it goes for two and a half hours and Honestly, it's bloody fantastic. Morty talks about how he got into Doctor Who, his relationship with family members uh, growing because they were into Doctor Who and introduced him to it. It's a, it's a fantastic listen. And of course, you get nonsense from me and Dan Griffin too. Um, <laughs> Morty says here, sorry, that's out tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning. So check that out on the SJP World Media Network. Uh, at Morty JR5. I know which one I don't watch. The Bloody Hairy Housewife YouTube channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is obviously our good friend Fitch's channel, isn't it? it it's actually really entertaining. The, the It's weird that someone loves washing cars so much, but uh, okay. it, is a, it is entertaining. Fitch is, uh, yeah, he's, he's infectious, but uh, apparently he's got, he's got cream for that. So <laughs> Special tablets, yeah. Um <laughs> Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. Hello, sir. He says, uh, and he's given us some Twitter handles here, which is which is great. At Captain Jimmy Pie for Doctor Who, at Elite FPL for Fantasy Football. More love for Stevo. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Alt History Hub and Monsieur Z for Alternative History, and then History Matters and the Armchair Historian for History as well. Quite a few his, his you know history stuff popping up here. I mean Scottish Juggalo. Danny mentioned about the 1800s channel and so on. Now I like a bit of history, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some, we've got some cultured 
viewers and listeners to this to this show um we're very blessed to be uh friends with these people that, that why the uh, fuck do they listen to us <laughs> yeah exactly how to not <laughs> how to not do a podcast that's why they listen to us fair enough mate fair enough so everyone else's success we can claim some of because yeah. they've looked at us and, and used us how as a not to do it yeah. <laughs> this is how you don't do it <laughs> Uh, we have a bit more from steve and we do have a few running through the theme as he goes along um one more i regularly watch and sub to joey b tunes highlighting the morons and social media 99 percent of the time he just airs my thoughts on today's society and the use of social media and this desperation to be popular yeah those people are assholes aren't they yeah constantly searching oh. for likes and Battery, yeah. though, like this video, and, yeah, and yeah. if you're not subscribed, um, TikTok is the worst for it. For yeah. social, the amount of uh, TikTok begs on there, people who, who are just sat on on there for hours on end, just wanting people to to gift them, so they don't have to go out and get. I, I mean, a, a proper job, but you know what I mean, where you see hundreds and hundreds of pounds being spent by very vulnerable people uh, just to be accepted by these TikTok right, influencers. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very concerning. Yeah, those people, who, they're assholes, aren't they? Yeah. Play, you know, prey on people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Goodwin, at Joshua Goodwin PW on Twitter, who you will be able to hear very, very soon on the NXT Rise and Fall podcast on the SJP World Media Network. Go and check that out, follow and a listen <laughs> after what I just said. <laughs> Coming very, very soon indeed. Uh, Joshua says, Plainly Difficult, a great channel covering the dark side of science. Various disasters spent way too long learning about the safety features built into modern day railways because of that channel. Also, a fella called Lindy Beige, guy with a camera talking all sorts of everything from model building to history to ballroom dancing to all sorts. Did a long video explaining his theory on how Roman gladiators were pretty much the pro wrestlers of their day. I don't watch him very often, but when I do, I'll be watching him all week. You got kind of go down a rabbit hole, Maxi, with some of them, don't you? I suppose. Yeah, binging absolutely binge mm. if i when i find a new channel uh and they've done a lot of content i tend to watch lots and lots of their stuff uh, and i'll get obsessed for a couple of weeks until i find something else and then i'll get obsessed with that i wonder if that's a just a modern modern society thing maybe because all of our entertainment night so much of it is on demand. It's so much at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. You think of streaming services, podcasts, the days of, I suppose, proper television and radio, I, I think are probably not dying out completely, but they're not doing as well, are they? They're certainly in the rear view uh, mm. mirror. Uh, I was speaking to uh, the wife about, about this topic, um, and I was. we actually only watch three, maybe four programs on TV on a regular basis but uh we watch a lot of streaming and a, a lot of of youtube content so yeah we we there is a massive shift in the way that we consume our our entertainment mm, yeah yeah very much so mgb graham at mgb graham on twitter he says jomez pro for disc golf coverage NBC sports for premier league highlights 
are the t- first two that spring to mind. Oh, and Late Night with Seth Meyers and his Closer Look segments, both informative and funny. See, and it's his Graham's fault. I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to anything, because obviously that's just not my bag, but I do get disc golf videos popping up on my feed of different things. You now. search for it one time, and you will get it forever. Yeah, but I bloody I enjoy it, mate. I think it's amazing. Well, grow up. <laughs> okay, then. Um, Cam, at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says, Before my kids took over on my YouTube, my main viewing was competitive eating and strongman. Eating was beard meets food. Nathan Figueroa, I want to say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Matt Stoney. And strongman was Martin Lysis. Lauren Shahali and Rouge Invitationals. I subscribe to a detailer as well at Dan Griffin Twenty One. Go subscribe. I'm assuming that's a, another Harry Housewife reference, is it? It could well be because Dan tells him to fuck off. <laughs> brotherly love, sir. Brotherly love. Yes, there we go. Uh, Dan Griffin also here at Dan Griffin Twenty One. Outside of chain wrestling and Cafe de Rene, I don't watch anything on YouTube anymore. Really. Used to watch Epic Mealtime back in the day and Gym Quisition and Zero Punctuations Game Reviews. See, gaming obviously is a massive multi billion pound industry, isn't it? And I think these YouTubers are, is, is influencers the right term? These people who play certain games and say this mm-hmm. is good, this is not, they can they can make or break how popular a game is i think at, at times magazine can't they there's no i think about it it's it's absolutely true guys like uh markiplier um jacksepticar um when they latch onto a, a new game um that game will sell gangbusters absolute gangbusters right, and, okay. and like you said it, it, it makes that game uh, uh i think to the point where a lot of uh like uh indie game developers actively push their games towards these these creators to get buzz about the game uh, because there's a lot of choice out there um mm. and if you can uh, get your game played by someone really popular who can influence a lot of our viewers then that can make your company so yeah it, they they have a lot of power mm. see i remember buying um cnvg which is a magazine and I suppose a computer magazine. I was very, very, it's like Mega Drive time and stuff like that. If they said a game was good, I would get it. If they said a game yeah. was bad, I'd be, I wouldn't be interested. So I'm assuming it's kind of a similar sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and Steve-O continues. <laughs> At Total Steve-O on Twitter. Finally, he says here, Larry Wheels, a power, power lifter, bodybuilder. He's a freak of nature when it comes to strength. Love a lot of his stuff, but again, I'm slowly getting frustrated by him using out and doing gimmick vids for, um, I suppose that's mostly selling out, sorry, <laughs> out and doing gimmick videos for views. He doesn't need to do this, and you can tell he doesn't like doing it. It's ironic because you, me, with Elite FPL, and the same are these large YouTube channels just on a much tinier scale. And I get fascinated by these desperate attempts for more views and subs. Imagine selling out to do something you hate to appease the masses. Fucking sad. Spot on. Yep. Spot I, I would rather have 15 people watching this and however many we get on the audio version doing what we love than chasing views and having all sorts of numbers and not enjoying it. 
Yeah, the I've lost count of the amount of uh, YouTube channels and um, and content creators who I've uh, unsubscribed to because they're as steve said they've sold out to to chase the views they get addicted mm. to the numbers and the, the revenue from it uh and they they always want to chase that high uh and they deviate yeah. away from what made them an interesting uh source of entertainment in the first place so yeah i totally agree with him can it be financial as well maxi yeah, absolutely. Um, when you start getting to the point where you're making money through your podcast or you're making money through YouTube uh, and it starts uh, building up and snowballing, uh, you have to keep that momentum going uh, and you have to keep attracting new viewers. Uh, and they're not necessarily the same viewers or the, the they don't necessarily have the same mindset of the viewers that you started with um so you end up doing more and more ridiculous things more and more out of the the realm that you were uh, first brought into into creating content for and you kind of lose that that touch with your original audience base uh, so I, I, mm. I can totally understand steve-o's frustration with stuff like that because i've had that frustration yeah i can imagine just so we're clear um, I will never ever sell out and do a Babylon Five podcast. Okay, it won't happen. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely a buy a T-shirt from <laughs> from <Jane Wrestling. laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, <coughs> you have to scroll all the way back in the chat, unless I can be really clever, Magsy, and just do this. Let's have a little look. There we go. Look at that. There's a link now in the chat. If I've done this correctly, I don't know if you can click on it. I have to copy and paste it. Apologies if it doesn't work. But that should take you straight to our shop. So you can buy the merch. Buy it, buy it, buy it. We want your money. Um, <laughs> Imagine selling out to do something you hate to appease the masses. Yeah, Fucking that's a t-shirt. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a t-shirt. It is. Appease the masses. Yes. Uh, Dan, at Dan, not Daniel on Twitter here. Hello, sir. He says, at team underscore CTB, Chris the butcher and friends rate my takeaway mike jevons mike does food reviews metal trenches a quest for metal uh faye dot beard meets food and a few more so a lot again a lot of food and music aspects there i guess max yeah and uh chris the butcher actually replied to him uh and said thank you very much for for the shout out fair enough good stuff uh oh brilliant to hear from this fella awesome we don't hear from you enough sir at Rain Counter on Twitter, our good friend Tolly. Yes, sir. Mr. Tolly. Awesome. Yeah, awesome to hear from you again. Uh, Russell Brand, he says, because it's enlightening and empowering. Oh, yeah, I don't like Russell Brand, mate. Um, I, I'm not a massive, I don't find him hugely funny, uh, but I do like his social commentary. Uh, he, he says a lot of very, very sensible things when it comes to politics and things like that, so... Oh, does he really? Okay. Yeah. I just always thought he was just a bit of a knob, but... He, he won Shagger of the Year award two years running, I think. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Justin Hawkins rides again. James Hargreaves guitar and Paul Davids, because I love the way they break down music, composure and music rhythms. Yeah, was, Justin, talk- Justin Hawkins is amazing at it. I follow him on, on TikTok, um, which is like a short version of his YouTube channel. Uh, and the way he looks at music and 
it's just mind-blowing the way he'll study a piece of music and and break it down to its uh, its elements. And for people who don't know, Justin Hawkins was the lead singer of The Darkness. Yes. Um, yeah, the guy, he just... He looks at music in such a unique way that, yeah, he's, he's, it's enthralling in watching him. Yeah. Okay. And also, no more jockeys because it's very funny. I don't know them either. I'm going to have to go check them out, won't I? Mm-hmm. You will. You've got lots of homework this week. I have, mate. Loads. It's a good job I've got a couple of days off work, isn't it? Uh, at Five Nerds Go, and this is normally where I go, oh, no. Um, <laughs> but we've got a little... T- uh, Twitter tag here as well at Team Zoom Zoom One. Mm-hmm. Cheap plug, they say here. I spend way too much time watching food and animal things on YouTube. So food, uh, salted food, Guga, because giant flamethrower. Bon appetit, David Seymour. I think I'm reading these a little bit out of sync, aren't I? Animal wise, Matt's so thoughts are out of sync, so don't worry about it. Ah, okay. Animal-wise, Sherpa, Milpa, Life with Malamutes, the Dodo funny stuff, and Good Mythical Morning, Embrace the Suck. Although we don't know what majority of those are, but again, more shouts out for some some food aspects there. Food mm-hmm. stuff always does bloody well with the CWF, doesn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, we were just a bunch of big fat fatties, aren't we? Big fat fatties. <laughs> Magazine, that's, uh, that's kind of all I've got from... Twitter and WhatsApp and everything this week, my friend. Uh, some, what about your good stuff? Yeah, some really interesting picks there. Um, for me, I'm going to add to the the, the food uh, picks. Uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called Steve1969, and he does reviews of MREs. So for MREs, are, are, are like the, the food ration packs that uh, the armed forces get when they're going on, on like, um, operations and things like that. So he reviews a lot okay. of those from over the years. He also eats them uh, to see what they, they taste like and uh, how uh, much energy you get from them. And he's even eaten packs that are like 30 40 50 years old uh which is just absolutely uh horrific um yeah um in terms of gaming uh i like watching speed running so a couple of really good channels are uh gdq which is games done quick and uh esa which is the european speedster assembly it's basically people showing how broken games can be uh and burning through them as quickly as as humanly possible um and then uh, i mentioned earlier that i get kind of like obsessed with channels uh, and i'll binge for like a couple of weeks before moving on to something else uh two channels that i'm really kind of obsessed with now are ones called audit the audits uh which is uh, uh a guy who uh, essentially reviews people's interactions with police uh and kind of scores the police on how well they uh they did in terms of like knowing the law uh okay. kind of calming the, the situations down things like that and also kind of bad ones there then i'm assuming what you're looking yeah. for is what you're looking for i suppose is the bad the bad policeman doing stuff wrong i would assume yeah, he essentially will. Uh, he'll get sent these videos of people uh, having police interactions, and he'll he'll give them an A to F score rating, like on how well that that policeman applied the law, uh, how well they kind of kept the situation calm. Uh, you get multiple. Uh, st- 
uh, incidents where the police get F ratings for not knowing their own laws, for uh, kind of uh, inciting uh, arrests that maybe didn't need to happen. Uh, but he also uh, rates the person sending the video in the person who's interacting with the police to see if they kind of antagonize the police or to see if that what if they knew their own rights and things like that so yeah it's really really interesting uh it focuses mainly on american but he does do some other like international lawyers a very uh knowledgeable uh, guy and then i'm i'm i don't know if i should bring this one up because it's pretty it's pretty grim but, nah, go um, on, it's after ten. No, we're all right. <laughs> me and the wife uh, have really got over the last three or four weeks or into uh, um, a British company's uh, uploads, and they they're a company called Mersey Rod, uh, and okay. what their job is is cleaning out block drains. Oh God! But. It, yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. They open up manhole covers and drain covers, and it's it's packed with shit and baby wipes and nappies and stuff like that. But the guys are so like entertaining. They're a, like a, a group of, uh, of Liverpoolian scousers, um, and the passion for cleaning out drains is it's just brilliant. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's not it should not be entertaining but it absolutely is entertaining so definitely go on well, don't check it out but it's they're called the drain unblockers okay I, i'm stuff like that makes me wretch mate so it, it did for me at first especially when you're seeing like volcanoes of shit come out of drain pipes um but now you feel the tolerance <laughs> yeah i now can tolerate it but i also get i i, I get like quietly proud of them when they when they unblock like a, a massively blocked pipe and right. when you see the clear water running it's like yes job done lads well played so yeah, well, yeah the drain unblockers yeah check them out <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah um i've actually got a couple myself mate believe it or not wow i know uh well first of all i mean sharon my good my good lady my, my wife in the chat sure back me up on this you tend to find a lot of them show up on your facebook feed but they have the youtube channels that's where i first discovered them and these pedophile hunters okay i used to watch quite a few of them um but i get my air off a little bit in the end because i just want to kick the shit out of them mm-hmm. you know and the, the tolerance they show is unbelievable but sharon is, is watches a load of them still now and it's what they do as long as they do do it properly and don't jeopardize any legal cases against these mm-hmm. horrible monster bastards that deserve burning at the fucking stake you know they it, it can be really interesting uh one of my favorite kind of genres i guess is um well the example i use there's a lady called the charismatic voice and she is a classically trained singer and has performed in all these massive venues like the albert hall or the, the symphony hall in birmingham or whatever and people send her in uh, suggestions for rock and metal songs. Okay. And she watches them and talks them through, especially like live versions, for example. So this classically trained person who's not necessarily into that sort of music will sit there and review Iron Maiden, um, Fear of the Dark, and say, you know, she'll watch a bit of it and pause it and go, this is insane. He's, he's already been singing this song for three and a half minutes and now he's just done a hundred meter sprint and he's hitting this note, his range is... In. That is fascinating. That's really, really interesting. 
Uh, but lastly, uh, there, was a, there was a couple of Australian guys called Michael and Marty, or Marty and Michael, uh, or whatever it was, who I used to really, really adore. Every video would come out, I would find it hysterically funny. And it's just prank shit, doing stupid stuff to wind each other up and all that. And I, I suppose they fall into the category of now they're doing it because they're making money and it's not quite <laughs> as... It's and, more scripted. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, they are still entertaining, but it's not as good as it once was. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff they used to do was just absolutely hysterical. And like one of them, he gets pissed up and passes out all the time. He passed out, they covered him in fake tan. So when he woke up, he was half tanned and, and for stuff. It's just silly shit like that. But it's my sense of humor. It's right up there. Yeah. Right up there, you know. So, yeah. But that the, there's two of them. The, the charismatic voice and there's another lady who does something very similar. Hearing their take on vocalists who are obviously incredibly talented and an insane vocal range, but because they're in the metal genre, maybe don't get the praise they deserve in other circles. That I that I find really interesting, Max. Sounds sounds uh, sounds fun. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. It's good. Ah, so there we go then. That's our non-wrestling topic for this week. I suppose we better have a very quick scan through the chat before we get on and actually talk a little bit of wrestling at gone half past ten at night. <laughs> uh, so we have um, Sharon in the chat saying, uh, if we're talking YouTube, uh, she watches Jared Leto. Yes. I mean, standard. And and Charlie says, thank you for the praise on the, on the, the art. Yeah, you are very, very talented. So, yeah, uh, well done. Keep it up. Uh, Sai loves uh, a good makeup and murder video. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, there's a couple of these lasses, right, online. Again, they pop up on Facebook and YouTube, whatever. There's one of them who's just, I, I, I think she's from this country. I'm not 100% sure. That she will talk about crime cases. Like, I used to make cold cases or explain murders and all that. They're about a quarter of an hour long each. They're fascinating because she breaks it down but doesn't go so complex you, you get a bit lost. And then there's the odd one or two that are doing it whilst they put their makeup on, which, you know, that, whatever, that's up to them. But I'm interested in the crime stuff. And yeah, they'll, yeah, they're good there. Well, another one that I'll have to check out. Uh, Scottish Danny says exploring abandoned buildings on YouTube is, is, yeah. is cool. Yeah, I've watched a few. It's not something I'd, I'd, I'd watch a hell of a lot of. Uh, he also says, uh, all the love for Steve-O, uh, genuinely good chap. Yeah, we adore Steve-O. 100%. Cherish. Love you, Steve-O. Uh, Dan Griffey says, if this goes beyond 11, does that count as chain wrestling after dark? And Scottish Danny says, I think we've already gone dark. Uh, very. It's always <laughs> This show is always dark. Um, uh UTT Rob gives you a boo and said that got a temporary thumbs down. Yeah, um, but I did say something probably will happen because you've just gone on at me for so freaking long. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm going to review the whole bloody lot. I may have a look at an episode or two. How's that? And Dan, Dan says it's a 50-50 thing. Could be the link to the merch. Could be the link to Sars Lovecrafting material. Well, that <laughs> Can you me, imagine if it was that? If it that was straight to like, <laughs> midget amputee porn hub. <laughs> That made me paranoid. So when he posted that and you were talking, I got my phone out quick and just double checked. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, 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 hang on. What did you say? Midget amputee porn <laughs> It's it a niche. Mid- it's a it niche. It definitely won't be midgets, mate. We've already covered my uh, my fear of them on the show. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but that you it might be a fear, an arousal fear. Like you have to be scared. 
to 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 get it up. Who Is that knows? Fish? I've do, how do I know? Let's move on. Uh, Scottish <laughs> Danny saying the darkness is uh, one ticket to hell and back. It's a great junior. Uh, I I really like the darkness, even though they were meant to be like a a pastiche of like uh, of hair metal bands or whatever. I thought that they was they were really really good. Um, Dan says the drain and blockers sound shit. Babum. <laughs> Sharon says Royal Albert Hall, you peasant, uh, and Bailey. Yeah, I think he's just said the Albert Hall. Uh, uh, Bailey Serain is the one to watch for Makeup and Murder. Um, uh, and Rob says the whole lot. And Sarah, don't talk, uh, don't talk to Sarah about little people. <laughs> Why, well, do, Sharon? Does he have a does he have a short temper when it comes to little people? Oh, there we go. Look at that. So, oh, <laughs> there, there's me hitting below the belt. <laughs> Oh, this is bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so, so much to everybody who has commented in the chat, sent stuff in on Twitter and WhatsApp, and bought us your favorite YouTubers. So much to get through there. Absolutely fantastic. This, again, I imagine this week's episode of the Chamber is going to run a little bit long because of it. But that's because you guys are so fantastic and so wow. awesome. You know, with all, with all the help you give the show, we say it all the time. But if it weren't for you, this show don't exist. So, yeah, so so if you want a show to show, stop getting involved. <laughs> yeah, we'll just come on talk about wrestling and go. That's actually that's how we started. <laughs> that's what that's what the show was meant to be. Oh, uh, Maggie, speaking of which, shall we talk about wrestling, mate? Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, before we go, these two comments by Rob and Dan. Mag's channel in Vincent Man, it's, it's good shit, pal. And, da- <laughs> and Dan <laughs> setting a low bar there, man. Jesus I wept. Oh. Uh, Magsy, this week's wrestling topic. You won the poll. Again? Um, I'm on a I roll. Know. What oh is this God. all about? If only there was a spreadsheet for us to check to see how we're getting on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I only update it when I win. Um, <laughs> and and what a fantastic... I was, the match is obviously what won the poll. That, was, that mm-hmm. was the aspect of how the show works. We look at one match in theory. But Magsy and his usual methodology, breaking or bending the rules, shall we say, we've got a lot more to look into because the topic officially is Foley versus Rock from an episode of Monday Night Raw. But mm-hmm. the, the topic, I suppose, unofficially is maybe one of the most historic nights in the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, definitely. For, for me, this, uh, and for a lot of people, this is the, one of the, the pivotal nights where the tad started to turn to, uh, after being beaten to the ground by WCW for, for so long uh, that people started to... to really turned to the 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 wf um mm. so yeah this this now uh we've actually covered uh on chain wrestling before uh i think it's an entry into the hall of lane uh the the wcw section with the yes the finger the finger pork of doom but uh we are um getting very late into that so um for context uh what what say and me are kind of looking to do is is compare and contrast these two these two episodes um so i thought i would give a little bit of context to 
where we were in the timeline of wrestling for both um, um, Raw and for, for, for Nitro. So, um, so sorry, Max, this is going to be great for me because normally people chime up in the chat at this moment and say, it's story time with Cyan Mags and Dan Griffin says, settle down with your hot chocolate and your blanket. It's wrestling story time and so on. I'm going to settle down now because for me, it's story time with Mags. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not a lot of pressure here then. Um, so... <laughs> So um, let's build up to the, the Nitro episode. Uh, we had Starcade where um, Goldberg had been screwed out of his, uh, his uh, WCW um, World Heavyweight title with the, the cattle prod from Scott Hall. Uh, and it, it was all about his build to, to regaining that title. He got um, his rematch against... Uh, well, he was meant to have his rematch against Kevin Nash on this show. Uh, but there were also a few other issues that were happening in, in uh, Nitro that kind of added to added wrinkles to this storyline. We had um, Ric Flair had become president uh, of, of the company. Uh, Eric Bischoff had, uh, had lost his match to, uh, to Flair at, at the, the pay-per-view. Lost the, oh, uh, lost the rematch, I think, uh, which gave him, uh, give Flair the 90 days presidency. Um, then we had um, Hogan, uh, who had retired uh, previously in wrestling, making a play to be uh, to run as president, apparently. So he was going to announce that on this this episode. We also then had Goldberg uh, being accused of stalking Miss Elizabeth, um, which led to him being arrested, actually being taken out of this main event. Um, Kevin Nash fuming about that. He uh, wants the he wants the the match. Uh, with Hogan because he feels that Hogan got involved and got Liz to to um, uh, make the false allegation, which all leads to one of the most important uh, and most um, do, divisive moments in 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 uh, wrestling, which was the Finger Park of Doom, where Kevin Nash and Hogan um, colluded to to get the belt from Bill Goldberg. And put it on Hogan by Kevin Nash essentially laying down uh, and Hogan becoming the world champion again, uh, mm. reuniting the the, the broken uh, NWO Hollywood and and, uh, and Wolfpack back under one banner. So essentially, that was the running for for WCW. In terms of uh, in terms of Raw. Um, we had um, Survivor Series where the the Mankind uh, was uh, was made to believe he was the chosen one to win the uh, the the Deadly Games. Turns out he was screwed by Vince McMahon, and Rock was actually the chosen one. Uh, that led to a match at Rock Bottom uh, where Mankind uh, thought he had the title won, only to be screwed again by by Vince McMahon, um, and he was essentially uh looking for a rematch uh he wanted he knows uh he knew that he had the rock beat uh and we get to this episode of raw and uh mankind comes out to the ring saying he wants his title uh, title match at the royal rumble vince says no you're not getting one uh i'd know someone like you shouldn't be near the world title uh but you will have an opportunity to be in the in the Royal Rumble, and it's the closest that you'll get. But to do that, you have to win. Um, you have to win a match. So um, we get to his match, um, which uh, is against Triple H. And Triple H uh, at this time was feuding with uh, with Vince McMahon and 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 The Rock. 
he the, he uh, and DX had been very friendly with mankind, um, but business is business, and uh, uh, Triple H gets the, the victory mainly because uh, Shane McMahon uh, does a fast count um, uh, from a from a roll up. Um, he kicks his arms away, doesn't he? Like it's a, it's a sunset flip attempt. Yeah, and to be fair, he's quite athletic here, Shane McMahon, because uh, Mankind's holding the rope. Shane kicks his arms away. And as Mankind hits the deck, Shane is already in position to make the count. For, for the count, yeah. And it's a super fast count. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mankind, um, he's not to be outdone. Uh, Triple H, uh, again, says business is business. When it comes to the world title, uh, business comes first. Uh, but I've got a present for you. Happy New Year. Uh, pedigree Shane, which gives Mankind the opportunity to lock uh, Shane in... Uh, a brutal, brutal uh, shoulder breaker submission, um, which it's forces out. It's a tattering kind of effort, isn't it? Like, I yeah, kind of. Yeah. Far, almost, almost like a chicken wing led on the deck, I guess, in a way. Yeah, and it, it does look painful. Absolutely. Yeah. You see, you see both, <laughs> yeah. the, essentially, both his uh, chain shoulders are being forced backwards. This brings out Vince McMahon. Um, and. Mankind uses this as, as leverage to get the, the match that he wants, but he doesn't now want it at Royal Rumble. He wants it tonight. Um, Vince has to agree because he's going to. Uh, Mankind says, "I'm going to break break his shoulders if you don't." Um, and then he wants a stipulation of it being no DQ. Uh, so essentially, that's got us to where we are now for this match. Uh, that Mankind has uh, as bullied his way into a, a title match that Vince was adamant that he was not going to get uh, and then we get to um, the the infamous part of this 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 day uh, so I think it's this is a time when Raw was two hours and uh, Natural was was three hours um, yeah, Raw sorry, was also I just want to sing your praises here a little bit in my research for I I, I said I you know I'm not I've not done any research and I finished at ten past that. but a lot of that is said tongue in cheek. I, I did do my my research to a degree. But I couldn't figure out the whole timeline with regards to this. And you explained it to me and it's absolutely fascinating. First of all, the moment that infamous line gets uttered and then secondly what happens with regards to viewership. And even before I wish I'd pressed live before we went live so that people could hear you explaining it to me because it was absolutely fascinating the way you explained how the show was working at the time and the time frames and so on. Please, please go on. Yeah, so essentially, uh, Raw was taped, uh, Natural was live, and Natural had this uh, um, this kind of fascination of giving away Raw results so people didn't change the channel. Uh, they didn't have to uh, go and watch a, a match when they already knew the results. Um so uh, as we get to kind of like the the second third um, of um, of Nitro, that's leading into the exact same time when the main event of Raw is happening. Uh, so uh, via Eric Bischoff, uh, Tony Schiavone um, utters. Uh, the, the, the now famous line fans if you're thinking about changing the channel uh, to our competition uh, do not we understand that Mick Fowler who wrestled here one time as Cactus Jack is going to win their world title um, and then he says oh that's going to get a lot of butts in seats 
And at that time, uh, according to rumour and innuendo, around 600,000 people switched the, 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 the channel uh, to watch Mankind win, win the, the world title. So that That's was... Amazing, ju- isn't it? That was just before, I think, a Scott Steiner versus Conan um, match. Uh, so whilst 600,000 people then turned over to go and watch uh, Mankind versus The Rock, which is the match that we are going to be covering. It's, it's incredible, that number. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine now, if, you are, if you're part of that network? Because they break everything, not so much now, because it's a different... Is, is wrestling now is completely different and ratings are still interesting to me on a personal level but I appreciate they're not the be all and end all anymore mm-hmm. you know I mean, these people who get caught up in and, and you know I don't know whether to I've, I don't necessarily like the term but I suppose marks is a good way of, of wording it some some of the IWC the, the the accounts we're all familiar with on Twitter shall we say the wrestling accounts yeah. who use um, the Rampage, uh, AW Rampage TV rating as a stick to beat AW with against SmackDown on the same night and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Nowadays, people consume their content very differently. I consume my WWE Raw and SmackDown via clips on YouTube, um, highlight bits and bobs, and if something really good has happened, I will go and watch what has been recorded on my, my cable box downstairs. I will listen to um, podcasts about it, two of which are on the network we're on, from Benny Mac and RSH, talking about what's happened, because I find that more interesting than watching it myself. That's how I consume Raw and SmackDown now. Mm-hmm. That won't show up on the TV ratings, but people are still showing an interest in their product. Yeah. And they're still seeing... Well, if, I clipped on, uh, if, I, if I click on a SmackDown moment on YouTube... I'm still seeing adverts on, on that for stuff that they're advertising. So advertising revenue is a big part of how wrestling companies make their money. Absolutely. TV ratings now may not be what they were in 98, but WWE is making even more money than then. So it, it, I think people need to be a little bit more aware of how things work, potentially, Mags. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and we mentioned it earlier, people aren't watching TV in the with the amount that they used to do yeah. people uh, uh get their content in so many different diverse ways that um tv ratings that um that wrestling gets now um are more valuable in terms of money than they were back in 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 the attitude era because of that um the the huge numbers that they get from the 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 tv companies to put on live uh live entertainment and then you talk about the 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 youtube and the supplementary um income mm-hmm. it's not small numbers anymore i mean um wwe regularly get 20 30 40 million dollars of revenue from you from youtube ads alone per quarter right. i it's, didn't know it's, that it's huge huge money they're one of the most subscribed youtube channels their uh, videos get multiple millions of views uh, every single time so they include uh social media interactions now in their uh, financial reports um see i, th- I wasn't aware sorry to interrupt again but i wasn't aware of that because i knew youtube numbers for wwe are, are huge because they quite often uh, not so much now i don't know but when i was still watching a bit more regularly a few years ago they used to say we've got x amount of subscribers on our youtube channel mm-hmm. that's more than the nfl uh the nba and, and listing all these different i suppose 
potential competitors in a way combined and i thought that's obviously going to earn them money but i didn't know the financial I, I knew more numbers is better obviously but i didn't get the financial and it's that much is it 30 to yeah. 40 million did you say yeah per quarter so that's so say we're working on 30 million that's 60 that's 120 million of supplementary income that's incredible for something they've already made already filmed that they've got money for on television Yep, and all some dude has got to do is I mean, bloody hell, me and you can do it. Cut it up, chuck it on YouTube, and it, and they're getting all that extra cash, and it's up within minutes of it happening on TV as well. That's mind blowing. I didn't realize mm-hmm. the financial aspect of that. That's insane. Yep, big big money. Mm. Sorry, I interrupted you yet again, Max. I do apologise. No, it's, it's fine. I was coming to the end of my uh, rant or story town with Mags. Um, so uh, the the kind of common view is that um, Tony Schiavone's comments won this week's rating for, for uh, the, the WF. From what I've read, it that's not strictly true. Uh, the amount that switched over, uh, whilst it was significant, it wouldn't account for how much the the WWE won by. So the ratings were five point seven for Raw, and I think five for Nitro. Um, okay. And at the time, it was um, the points are how much of a percentage of the of the uh, the nation are watching the show. Um, so. Um, Around this time, it uh, it would have been a, uh, about a million and a half to two million per point. So that point seven would be around um, maybe eight hundred thousand to one point five million uh, viewers. So it's not big enough for them to win it, but it's still a huge. You lose six hundred thousand viewers in an instant. It's it's big big numbers, uh, and yeah. and t- Tony has said uh, he regrets doing it, and uh, it was uh, an edict coming down from Eric Bischoff, who ironically was sat beside him because he'd been made to be a commentator by the 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 new president, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Flair. So yeah, mm. yeah, and I suppose before we get into the match, I want to give a few details. Like now, it feels like the, I was going to summarise with this, but it feels like the right time to do it because obviously chain wrestling format is we review the match so uh the butts and seats comment as you said 600,000 people change channel wcw after this night only hit a five in the television ratings three times mm-hmm. more before they went out of business in 2001 and, and, one and of that's them, why this now is is so for me so pivotal in that that change in that yes. switch to wrf Yes, and one of those was actually unopposed. Raw was not on television one night. Maybe it's a, a dog show, potentially. I think it was the dog show. The, you laugh. The Westminster of, Dog yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and that episode of A Change in Attitude where you covered the dog show was absolutely fantastic. You, Scottish Danny, the, Ori. The best part oh, of it was Ori oh, not believing that it was going to be about thinking she was being pranked. It was and amazing. it wasn't. Yeah, it was. That was such a fun episode. I love how enthusiastic Scottish Danny was as well about the whole dog show thing. It was just fantastic. <laughs> he, he had pages and pages of research. Amazing stuff. What a legend! Dude. I worked with him on Nitro Nights, obviously, and I know how much amazing. Con- I call him the encyclopedia for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, um, they only hit a five in the television ratings three more times before they went out of business in March two thousand and one. 
one of those was unopposed. Uh, Nitro, in the big scheme of things, to me, felt like it was ending stuff. Whereas Raw felt very much like it was starting things. From this episode mm-hmm. of Raw, we get Foley, Rock for a while. McMahon Austin is advanced further. We get Austin, Rock because of that. You want to watch more and more and more. WCW, it was a big night. And I'll be honest with you, watching that episode of Nitro back and making my notes, it wasn't a bad TV show. It wasn't terrible. Some of the acting by the police and all that who involved with the Elizabeth stuff. <laughs> and Elizabeth, was Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can understand. You tried to get a Pepsi months. out of a Coke oh. machine. <laughs> but the storyline on Nitro of Goldberg getting arrested and Nash has to, wants to defend the title, um, but Goldberg has to rush back after being arrested, but the match with Hogan's already arranged and it's a big swerve and brilliant storytelling on that episode. But after that, the NWO Civil War was done. Goldberg had to start from scratch, trying to build his way into the world title picture again. It roughly, in theory, didn't happen straight away, but that's kind of how we went. A lot of things, uh, Luger turned heel. A lot of things on Nitro felt like it was the close of stories, whereas on Raw, it felt like it was the beginning of stories. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I think that was a big thing as well. Yeah, and, and for me, uh, obviously, I, I wasn't uh, an avid WCW watch at the time um, but after going back and watching the stuff and kind of comparing with WWE there were uh, it was a burgeoning young uh, main event scene uh, there were lots of characters who were who were there who were coming up and, and were going to be stars for the next 10 years with WCW it felt like uh, a return to the status quo where yeah. uh, people who were in the main event had been in that main event for the past five, six, seven years. Um, and it was kind of like they had this new uh, Goldberg that everybody got behind and he he got the legs pulled from underneath him. It was back to being the Hogan show and back to being the NWO show. So that yeah. for me is... Uh, Rob in the chat has come with some uh, information and I love Rob. He's, he's so good at that uh, analytical uh, breakdown of, of, of uh, wrestling economy. He says, YouTube income is a false economy as they can earn $145 million per quarter from the TV deal. So driving people to the YouTube to chase $30 million will end up with them earning less in, in future. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But I think for, uh, yeah. as long as you look at YouTube as being the supplementary income, um, knowing that uh, people who aren't necessarily watching the TV are still going to um, consume it on YouTube. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it's that's it's never going to be your main source, but it certainly adds to your bottom line when when it comes to uh, money for content that you have already produced. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, shall we have a little look at the actual wrestling match, the magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't, to be fair, it's not a long match, but they cram so much in because obviously we've got the no DQ uh, stipulation now. Yeah. So Foley is, I suppose, for want of a better term, Foley is backed by DX. Yes. And The Rock naturally has the corporation there, which mm-hmm. Kane is part of the corporation. Always looked weird and it looked equally weird here. But so you've got a lot of moving parts already, even though they don't really get massively involved until the very end. There's a lot of characters or, or face it, you know, there's a lot of bodies, shall we say, around the ring. A lot goes on uh, outside the ring and, and so on. 
but it's a very short contest in the context of things, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the reason for that is because uh, this was the era that Rock was wearing tracksuits uh, rather than like the uh, the spandex, and I think he'd had surgery and he was still uh, recovering from it, so he couldn't do the 30, 40 minute Broadway style matches, so he had to okay. be in and out kind of thing. That was booby surgery, wasn't it? It was, I, I believe. Hmm. Booby surgery. Um, <laughs> something I noticed straight away as well. Uh, I, I'm a big title belt geek, and you asked me to name my favourite WWF, WWE title belts. I will always put the Winged Eagle belt, the old Brett Sean belt, right up there. Pretend, that, that's probably my number one. Mm-hmm. And the Undisputed belt that Guerrero, Lesnar, War, and so on is very up there as well. Here, though, the, the Big Eagle, as it tends to be referred to as, the more circular, slightly larger belt, The Rock walks down with it. Doesn't this look incredible? Yeah, it's a gorgeous towel. It really is. For, for me, in terms of WF World Towels, it's the second best behind the 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 winged eagle probably third behind the the uh the intercontinental classic red red block wf logo tile but yeah it really looks uh it's a gorgeous looking towel uh and it looks really good on the rock to be fair he, he exudes being a champion yeah 100 percent um as happened i suppose quite a bit with regards to foley and rock matches and no dq matches as well in general in this era we're outside the ring early Mm-hmm. and we have i mean foley for a start he looks a fucking mess but i suppose it's done intentionally he, he's got the brown tights and the shirt which makes him look a bit of a bit of a fucking hobo anyway but the shirt is torn to pieces there's already a rip in his mm-hmm. knee of his brown tights so he looks yeah. even worse than normal and they even mentioned on commentary that the rock looks amazing look at the state of this dude <laughs> yeah and underneath his shirt, he's wearing the the, the classic uh, Job Squad T-shirt, the Pin Me Pay Me yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, the steps, uh, the ring steps come involved quite early on. We get a nasty um, a, a shot to the head with them, I suppose. They're picked up by the rock and they hit fully in the head. And then the, the, he gets another one on his back. And, and those, are, those are vicious early on, aren't they? Yeah, uh, for me, the the best part of this early kind of exchange though, is when The Rock rips off uh, Michael Cole's headset to start yes. commentating, <laughs> and then Mankind beats up The Rock, takes the headset, and uh, says to the world, he's got testicular fortitude. Yeah, that I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, that leads to The uh, Rock um, giving Mankind the rock bottom through the table. Uh, that table does not collapse well, and it no. looks pretty rough. The rock ends up kind of like on top of Mick Foley at, the, at that time. We also see something that I think we covered last week, the the ring bell incident oh, where, yeah. again, the rock lamps um, uh, Mick Foley with it, and you hear the ding. So he definitely, he definitely had a way of doing that on purpose to get that noise out of that ring bell. It wasn't... It wasn't an accident that he was so good at it. It, it may, obviously we now know that it, it's done in a certain way, but it's so good that it doesn't seem like it's done in a certain way. It seems like it's legit dong off the guy's head, doesn't it? Yeah. And we also, I think it's around this time when we hear Jerry Lawler have a dig at WCW when he says, uh, 
that this is not going to be a title match that begins two minutes before the end of the show. Oh, the 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 shots across the bow in this time were just were just glorious. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, we got a moment where Shane McMahon, I mean uh, Foley, they're back in the ring. Foley ends up draped across the middle rope, and Shane McMahon does the whole outside the ring, hanging the guy across the middle rope aspect. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about this was when Shane ran away from that spot, he started selling. The, the injury the, the sort of the pain from the hold that Foley put him in earlier in the night that we discussed Max I thought that was a lovely touch yeah it is um, for all the for all the grief people give Shane uh, he got the wrestling business I think mm, yeah uh, we get a few two counts from The Rock that well two counts from in general from both I guess that get really good strong crowd reactions I mean the crowd here are wild for this situation anyway yeah it's, the, the, especially for Mick Fowler the crowd yeah. there's not many bigger pops than this um especially when we get to the end but he is universally adored by this crowd yeah totally and I mean, similar to the nitro in a way as a one episode story getting to the conclusion they want mm-hmm. nitro i thought it gets the, the whole finger point of do and so on nitro gets panned but it's not a bad episode nitro if you look at it in isolation and look at the story outside of what goes on business-wise. Here on Raw, it's the same. The story across yeah. the episode is so well told. And because yeah. of that, in the main event, the reactions you get, you get a corporate elbow or a people's elbow from The Rock for a two-count. The crowd pop when Foley kicks out on two. Uh, the Rock then uses the title belt. And you're thinking, which, this is it, right? Which is interesting because they try and hide the fact that he's doing it. Uh, even though yeah. it's a no-DQ match, he can he can do he can do it as as much as he wants. Uh, I think uh, Shane passes him the belt first, and then uh, I think it's Test slides it in for the second time. Yeah. Uh, but Mankind's wise to the second one. Uh, he ends up getting the title, um, clocking the rock with it, and then goes for a double arm DDT. Moves to to get Rock to essentially be DDT'd on the title belt. But then when he goes to drop the DDT, he kicks the title belt out of the way, yeah. uh, which I thought was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but that, again, leads to another another two count. And a great reaction from the crowd again. Uh, yeah. And also, on the topic of reactions, um, Vince McMahon, ringside at this point, his, his facial expressions, his reactions to what you're seeing in the ring, absolutely superb. He is mm-hmm. just... The, the reactions in the arena you're not going to see them so well obviously but for the viewer at home I think they really add to what we're seeing yeah yeah totally um, Mr. Socko then comes out and the crowd pop for that mm-hmm. before we get a chair shot from Ken Shamrock stopping Socko and Foley we assume potentially winning the contest at that moment and then yeah. all hell breaks loose Maxie doesn't it do you want to talk us through what we see next yeah, Billy Gunn may be the fastest man alive because he he jumps straight in the ring, takes out uh, Shamrock. Uh, everybody starts piling uh, around the, the outside of the ring now, uh, leading to each other. You have Triple H and the rest of DX against the corporation. Uh, Vince trying to kind of uh, dictate uh, the proceedings and then the glass smash. Um, oh, why? The, a huge, huge pop. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, coming, walks down to the ring, gets hold of the chair, absolutely waffles 
the rock with it. Brilliantly, brutal looking chair shot. Uh, Lars, uh, Mick Foley over um, the rock. Referee with the count. And we have a new world champion, the guy who doesn't look like a world champion. Vince McMahon essentially gave him the you people speech at the beginning of the, of the show. People like you don't become world champion. And the crowd go mental. Like it, This is on levels of Jericho uh, um, appearing on Raw for the first time. Levels of electricity. The crowd are just just ecstatic. I was going to ask that question, Maxie. In your mind as a wrestling fan, picking through your memories and, and looking back over all the stuff that you've watched and consumed in your lifetime, the two big pops here are Foley winning the title, obviously, <laughs> but the glass breaking and that shot the camera shot is done so well for the viewer at home as well because the camera we're back on the i suppose the hard cam they call it mm-hmm. and we're seeing everyone just the chaoticness the the fighting is it's a mob scene so to speak but foley is still in the ring with the rock and that and then the glass breaks and the crowd react instantly and i suppose the term that a lot of people on on social media use when they see goals scored and people jumping around his limbs it's like just flailing arms and legs celebrating for the fact that austin is arriving with regards to how big that pop was, how does that compare in your mind to other famous big pops? I'm struggling to think of many that would be bigger. Yeah, I think the for, for me, and it, this is definitely going to be based, I think the Jericho pop is huge. Yes. Um, I think the, the Goldberg... Uh, in the in the Georgia Dome pop is massive when he wins the world title that crowd is is on fire but this is and for such a a, a fairly compact arena as well this this crowd is electric so yeah it's a it's a huge huge pop mm. I struggle to think I mean Triple H coming back from that injury at Madison Square Garden that's one that always sticks out to me as being insanely just yeah. just intense and incredible edge at the rumble that's a big one yeah perhaps um or uh cena when he came back to that was madison square garden rumble. as well wasn't yeah. it yeah 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 okay but i mean i'm sure well, it's definitely it's definitely up there with one of the biggest pops yeah yeah, yeah i agree but that's it, isn't it? We, we like you said, we got. I went all squeaky. Then, do you hear that? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. We we get um, essentially Mick Foley being like lifted up by DX uh, mm. on on the shoulder. He gets to to have a a cool little speech talking to his kids uh, about how Dad is now a world champion uh, and things like that. And you get Vince's reaction. How he's disgusted he is uh, on on the on the the ramp. It's a great end and a really kind of a uplifting end to to a, a like i said a one night story and for me the massive comparison between the 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 opposite show is it paid off we you get a payoff when you go on a storyline you want as a fan you want a payoff you want a reason that that was worth watching whereas on the other show with the the finger pork of doom and and it going back to the kind of status quo of, of the NWO all together and and um, the good guys being screwed again, it 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 felt cheap. Um, mm-hmm. I, it made sense in the in the in the the grand scheme of the storyline. I understand that, but as a fan, you feel cheated that you haven't got that that good feeling at the end of it. Which is a uh, yeah, I think that marks WCW down for me. 
Yes, 100%. It all, to me, it almost felt like a reset because well, they're in the Georgia Dome again, WCW, mm-hmm. which is where the, the Goldberg-Hogan match that we discussed a few weeks back took place. And to me, it was almost like a re because they had nothing else. They'd run out of ideas. The, the NWO, I use the term Civil War very loosely, the Wolfpack versus the Hollywood aspect. <laughs> that, that wasn't handled as well as it could be. They've, they've put the NWO back together as it was. Goldberg is now the challenger again, chasing Hogan. To me, it almost feels like they've reset it to before the previous Georgia Dome. Now, there's two aspects there where it's not going to work. One, everyone's seen that already. Mm-hmm. And two, what else have you got for me? Mm-hmm. There is nothing else. Luger is now part of the NWO. And the whole aspect of Luger battling the NWO as well as gone. Luger is an incredibly popular babyface at this point. They, they put all their eggs in one basket and it didn't quite work out. Yeah. Whereas the WWE, they're looking to the future, whereas WWE here, WWE are almost recycling the past potentially. But yeah. with regards to, I suppose in summary, with regards to the actual match that we're supposed to be marking here, Mankind Rock, I placed this up there with one of those, the same as Goldberg Hogan, the same as Hogan Rock. The, the crowd help make this. Mm-hmm. But I think in-ring, for the short time they're wrestling and the stuff they do, it's actually very, very good. What are you thinking here out of 10, Magsy, as we give it our ratings? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to rate uh, a sub-10-minute match as as one of the best things since last bread. Yeah. And we are We are meant to take the match in uh, in its singularity uh and and not kind of like the 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 story leading into it uh, but i think it's hard with this one because it is such a uh, uh an enclosed story in this one episode um and in that nine ten minutes match there's a lot of really good entertaining wrestling yeah um um, it doesn't always have to be technical flips and, and, and submission moves. Sometimes just punching and kicking the living shit and beating up your opponent can be as entertaining as, as the, the most technical wrestling that you see. And the crowd, for me in this, add such another level to it. Um, they're so invested and that gets you invested. Uh, so whilst the match is not the best thing we'll ever watch... In terms of how it entertains you, I think it's it's very, very, very good. Like seven and a half good for me. Oh, really? Okay. Well, there we go. I just want to quickly, again, so people don't accuse us of cheating, there is my rating if people can make it out. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Seven out of ten, mate. Not bad. Not bad at all. Seven very, very close. Very close indeed. Magsy, very much with one eye on the clock because I appreciate people want to get to bed. And I, again so thankful that people stay up late with us discussing this crazy world of men pretending to fight in their pants uh and it's not just the porn i watch anyway we're um (laughs) brilliant uh where do you want to go next week my friend okay so i actually uh wanted to go uh to a uh, a match that i picked uh a while ago and it didn't win uh i wanted to revisit wrestlemania 19 and triple h who was involved in this storyline against booker t uh but then i kind of like backtracked on myself um because triple h was also involved in another storyline in this where he was uh he was setting up his feud with uh with with sean markles um, so 
I want to visit a Shawn Michaels and Triple H uh, match. They are best friends, and when they are uh, 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 facing across each other against uh, across the ring, it, it's more often than not absolute gold uh, wrestling. Um, so there's plenty to choose from there, uh, but I want to go to Armageddon 2002. Oh my where, god! Where they had. Uh, the um, the three stages of hell match for the world heavyweight championship. Oh why? I'm everyone's fully aware. Even though I'm sat here in a Bret Hart t-shirt, everyone's fully aware of how much a Shawn Michaels mark I am. I adore this guy. He's an asshole, but in ring, fantastic. Mm-hmm. This oh, Magsy, it's another week where I'm going to vote for you. You know. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, why? Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, Armageddon 2002, three stages of hell. Uh, mm-hmm. What were the three stages? It was a cage, wasn't it? So it was a, a street fight, a right? street fight, uh, then a steel cage, then a ladder. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, but i got to put something up against it, mate. i got to put something up against it. And my choice is utilising the Monday Night War aspect here. And we discussed that WCW only ever hit a 5.0 three more times in their history. Never won the uh, a head-to-head, a direct head-to-head with Raw again, unless you know they were unopposed. But again, a direct head-to-head, they never won. So I thought I want to go back to the last Nitro to win a direct head-to-head with Raw. And the date of that is the 26th of October, 1998. And I thought, whatever that, whatever that is... I'm going to pick the main event because it's interesting to me, the TV ratings in this era. And the main event is for the United States championship, Diamond Dallas Page versus Brett, the Hitman Hart. And I'm not sure if I've ever seen this, but when I did my little bit of digging to find out what we're going to look at, it gets a lot of good reviews online. So I mean, it's a Brett Hart match. Can't go wrong with that. There you go. There you go. So those are our, sorry, our options. We have, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, the three stages of hell from Armageddon 2002. Absolute stormer of a match, but I'm going to say that. I'm biased. It's got my guy in it. And the last main event on an episode of Monday Nitro that ever beat an episode of Monday Raw, Monday Nitro, sorry, directly from the 26th of October 1998. Diamond Dallas Page versus Bret the Hitman Hart for the United States Championship. There's some good wrestling on both sides of that magazine. Yep, a lot of good wrestling. There is indeed. I know we're already at 20 minutes past uh, 11. We're running late. Again, thank you so much to everyone for sticking with us. Mags, we've got a few more comments in the chat. Should we just quickly scan through before we get out of here, my friend? Uh, yes, we shall. So, um, Connor saying before Techers goes off the air for a while, I just want to say that you guys are my main inspiration for my own stuff and I'll gladly hold down the fort uh, for when Techers uh, football returns. Thank you very much for that, Connor. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you go from strength to strength. So you absolutely deserve it. Uh, Stop arguing with people online though. Just want to throw that out there. Stop arguing with people online. If they comment stuff you don't like, ignore them. Ignore them, yeah. What you're doing is great. The more you engage with these assholes, the worse it's going to get. Just yeah. do you. Yeah. 
if if you start arguing with a fool, they'll only drag you down to their level and they'll beat you with experience. Trust me, I'm normally that fool. I'm very experienced. UTT <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob says, the best pop is Landstorm beating Mark Awesome, uh, WCW Nubler Browsing in front of an extremely partisan Canadian crowd that were happy to see Landstorm cheat his socks <laughs> off. Yeah. I mean, Canadians are another breed, so that's a good shout. Um, Matt, uh, um, this this comment when I, I read it, it, it brings a lump to to my throat. Uh, but he says it's, he's he's put it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to host CW Live for the last fifty eight episodes. Sam Mags, I hereby salute you both and all of the CWF. On behalf of Techers, we are out of here for now. And yeah, uh, this as uh, Sa said in in the in the chat. Hopefully, this is not a goodbye. This is uh, a see you later. Um, but. As Sai also mentioned, chair wrestling is not going away. It's just it'll just be in a different place from from next week. But keep an eye on our uh, social medias to um, to find that. Um, Scott Stanley says three stages of hell. Yes, uh, and Dan says uh, I'll take a fifty fifty. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, we, no. it's getting to the point now where we can just chuck anything in, and they'll, these guys will want a fifty fifty. So, uh, well, and we then need, what we need soon, Magsy, is a vote, and we just put absolute dogged her up and see yeah. what they say then yeah <laughs> they'd vote for him they'd vote 50 50 that's why i'd make us watch both dog dirt and last comment uh a new a newcomer willie bowen says i'm a loyal fan of nwo pro wrestling united wrestling network impact wrestling and all japan pro wrestling well Amazing. you've come to the the right channel because we definitely do talk wrestling on this show uh, allegedly <laughs> oh brilliant to, brilliant to have you along willie um just check out all the stuff uh, in the back catalogs, uh, SJP World Media on Twitter and so on. Fantastic stuff. Loads of wrestling content for you there, my friend. Um, Maxi, I suppose now is the time to say, do people want to follow you online or? Do they want to? I mean, they're, they're more than welcome. Um, that's my Twitter handle down there, at Podfather Mags. I'm uh, still really enjoying my uh, exodus from social media. So, um if you do follow me, don't I may not reply to you uh, in the near future, but yeah, there's still plenty of old content on there from me. Uh, you can also find me on uh, TikTok at MagsAllPod, so I'm still not that active on there either. So yeah, don't follow me on social media because I'm properly, properly boring. Just tune in on a Monday night when you can see his beautiful little yeah, face. This is where you get to see me, Cherubic round face yeah, them little on, chubby cheeks or just want to squidge them don't you I mean that is chain wrestling after dark sir <laughs> face cheeks I mean no, nowhere else <laughs> you can find me online at SJP words but uh, what's what's really important that I press to everybody is you track down the network that we are part of uh, at SJP world media on Facebook and Twitter all the shows that the network has and more coming still amazingly more coming still i'm i'm I feel so you know privileged that the people want to come and put shows on my network i'm mm-hmm. it blows my mind that people have that much faith in me thank you so so much we have back when with scottish danny and tyler nitro nights looking at wsw week after week after week oh my goodness there's so much i can't even list it the waiting room coming back soon a murder in mind podcast somebody mentioned interesting nxt rise of four looking back at that the golden uh, the black and gold era week after week after week um checking at power palace me and my wonderful lady who tolerates so much bullshit from this fat idiot uh, talking about 
my fat idiot aspects of life and how she tolerates it every fortnight on the SJP World Media Network. There's so much there. RSH covering WWE every week from the States. Benny Mac within the corner, the nothingness show. Just so much going on. It's absolutely fantastic. At SJP World Media. And most importantly as well, at the moment, jump on the link on all our social media accounts, on, on everything we do to look at the merch. New t-shirts all the time. If you've got ideas mm -hmm. for a t-shirt for a show, DM me. The, 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 there's, a, there's a t-shirt at the moment listed. Chain, uh, CWF, Chain Wrestling Family Extreme T. And it's in the old ECW font. That wasn't my idea. That came to us from a listener. Total Steve-O messaged us and said, I would love to see that. There you go. It's there. You want mm -hmm. something? Let me know. Okay, within reason. I mean, if you want a big cock on the front, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, within reason. Maybe I will. It depends on how many sales I get. But there we go. <laughs> but, yeah, there we go. That's it. It's absolutely essential, especially now, that we're really genuinely branching out on our own. People continue giving us the fantastic support that we mm -hmm. are so thankful for up to absolutely. now. That's it then, Magsy. That's it, it then. Is. I'm off now, I suppose, to... Uh, work out how the fuck I'm going to explain this whole Katie Vick nonsense to my daughters. <laughs> I'll see you next week, my friend. Goodbye, folks. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, it's written all over my skin, but I want it, I want it, I want it, I know as it starts to begin, and I've waited, I've waited to feel it.